The following content didn't make it into the Snyder Cut because we say nigga too much. Start the show. Tarantino cut. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino cut go go have a lot of niggas. It just ain't gonna be from black people. No. That's the problem. Oh man. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for weakened foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And um Francis Ganu's fists are my spirit animal. <laughs> I just wanted to leave that out there. Shout out to Francis Ngannou uh, for taking the heavyweight UFC belt. Man. In one... No, no, well, no. He got... I think he got off in the... Was it the second round? Ah, shit, I don't know. It was the second round. I just saw the highlights. Yeah, it was the second round. He beat the brakes off of uh, Miocic. I just saw the the original man in action. Stipe Miocic crumpled. That man did a death drop. <laughs> you know what? I was talking about the and you know, this is this is not a UFC podcast, but I was talking about it the other night when it happened, and there's a school of thought that I um I looked back at some shit. DC Daniel Cormier said that it is entirely possible that um Stipe Miocic's chin his jaw is just done <laughs> no shit well i will no i mean like in all seriousness like like over time because the last because the last two fights he took a lot of chin and jaw shots off of uh in off of dc in that trilogy he had one t- he had one tile defense outside of dc he took a lot of jaw shots and unganu was busting that ass foot and foot and Fist to the face. Yeah. So as far as a fighter's jaw, he might just be done. Dude, Ganu is a like a monster. When people say he's the Mike Tyson of the UFC, I see that. Yeah. Like that's some scary shit. And he is really a started from the bottom nigga. He he made the trip. Let's see. I believe he came from Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. He 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 tried to make the trip over to maybe I guess it was the UK and they caught him. This is over like a year. And they caught him numerous times and they basically kind of exile you to the desert. Shit. Where you were basically left to die. And he was left I think he was talking about this on Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was left to eat garbage to survive. And make his way back and try to make the trip again. This is over 12 to 14 months. Damn. And he finally made it. And when he made it, he was homeless. And you want to fight him? You want to fight a nigga that had to eat garbage? <laughs> Hell no. In the desert? <laughs> Hell no. 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 Mm-mm. Fuck that. Mm-mm. I'd be scared to train him. Fuck that. He wanted too bad. He's going to relapse. He wanted too bad. That means he's taking out all his oppression. <laughs> God damn. Um, it is episode 
131. Yep. Oh, we getting up there. We're closing in on 150. Y'all, hurry up and get to herd immunity. We, we, we still got to do episode 100. Y'all tripping. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hurry up and get to, get to herd immunity because this year, I definitely want us to show our ass. Some way, somehow, us is going to figure this out. Right before we started recording, A.A. Ron texted me and asked him when we were going to do this in front of a live studio audience. When y'all get y'all shit together. Get your shit together. Stay in the fucking house. Get get immunized and stay in the fucking house and let us reach herd immunity so we can do something properly. Um, shit. Uh, other than that, um, how how? Oh, quick shout outs. Oh, I was gonna start doing this. Shout out to all my new listeners. Yep. Uh, how the fuck did you get here? Uh, shout out to our old. Shout out to the old listeners, the returning listeners. Shout out to the day ones. Uh, shout out to all y'all that's still buying merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have a new merch rollout soon enough. Yeah. Um, shout out to oh, shout out to Lala Speaks. I did a guest. I get a, a, a guest spot on Play No Games podcast. Mm. Um, the latest episode. I was referred to as ruthless. She was like, "Well, we have to talk." Well, you know, when I said to myself, "I have to talk about Deshaun Watson." I said to myself, I gotta get I gotta get the most ruthless dude I know uh in Houston podcasting. That's a that that is high praise and I appreciate it. I, I had a great time on her show. Um but I, I don't know if I'm ready to be considered the bad boy of Houston podcasting. I mean, <laughs> can anyone whip your ass though? <laughs> That's Francis Ngannou. That's Francis Ngannou, right? And you're the Francis Ngannou of podcasting. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, yeah, definitely shout out to uh, shout out to her. Uh, definitely check out Play No Games podcasting podcast. I think they're headed towards episode uh, sixty. Let's go. And she, uh, I don't want, I don't want to give up any uh, trade secrets, but she is uh, trying to steamroll towards a hundredth episode. In this calendar year. So good for her. Consistency and output. That's where it's at. Um, I will. I, I, so yeah. I, it's it's weird to be called ruthless. I, I've never had a super villain. A super villain designation. That was a weird one for me. Right, we'll take it. But, but I will take it. And hopefully I brought her. I brought her some of the. Some, some guys that might start listening to her shit. She was like, "You might, you know, I might bring you some girls." I was like, "I doubt that." <laughs> I'm not, you know, I I didn't aim for this to be like a boys' club, but it's turning out that way. <laughs> I say pussy too much for for women to come on to to start trying to listen to this show in mass. We got plenty of female listeners though. We do have female listeners, and I appreciate uh, one and all male listeners, female listeners, um, uh, non-binary listeners. We're thankful for everybody. Um, how was your week? I survived. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was survivable. We'll say that. Nah, it was all right, man. I, I had a had a couple days off, so I just I just man, I just watched TV like a fool. I just watched TV. Oh, word. Uh, you know, caught up on. Um, uh, Let's see. Did you watch any of Invincible? I sure did. I watched all three episodes. 
I only watched. I watched the first episode. I fell. I fell asleep. It. I. I went from that right into the second episode, and I was drinking. So, the way those episodes are structured, they can jump right into the next one. Mm-hmm. So things got a little blurry. So I'm gonna watch episode two and three again. Did you watch the last five minutes of episode one? I did. Okay, I did. Because I, I had a couple people. I had a couple people that were and I, and, I, and they took it there kind of fast. Well, and I'm glad they did because the the. The Invincible actual, is fucking long. It's 144 issues. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we, they just need to... And a lot of it doesn't really need to go into the show. Right. But there were a couple people... And I, and they, they asked me about it, like, because I guess I'm the resident comic book expert for everyone. I am. And, Same. And they were like, so what do you think? I was like, well... I said, it's going to be... It's, it's a superhero show, yes. But there is a kind of a twist to it right it's kind of a twist to it and and i by this point i'd already watched episode one i was like just episode one is going to feel like a normal run-of-the-mill superhero thing until it's not watch just watch the entire episode right watch the entire episode and, and a couple of them were like man i kind of tapped out i was like please watch stick the entire episode stick with it you, you're going to see the credits stay there Watch the next five minutes. Right. And they hit me back. They were like, oh, yep. shit. Yep. And I was like, cool. You still don't know what the show is about yet, but that should give you a sense of, oh, of, you of where they're will. going with it. <laughs> you will. Oh, you will. I watched uh, that. Uh, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Of course. Right. Um, caught up on Attack on Titan. I still have to catch up on Attack on Titan. I'm I'm just, I'm slowly catching up. Let me just say, just skip to season four. Oh no, I'm on season four. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a few episodes behind. Okay. Let me just say, as of this moment, I'm only on. Let's see, I'm on episode eleven of season four. Oh, okay. You're not that far behind. That, up to yeah, fifteen. Yeah. You're not that far. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say, I officially hate Gabby. She's fucking <sighs> annoying. I, I wanted her to die in the first episode. I'm, you know. Something told me she was gonna be like the 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 plucky, whatever, and I see them trying to make her the dark the the like dark comedy version of that. Uh-huh. It, it really seems like they tried to make a dark comedy version of Aaron. Oh, stick around! I am so fucking annoyed with her. Stick around. Um, I also heard that there's gonna be a second half of the season for for later this year. I'm like, oh. Okay, they, lost. They're gonna need about fifteen more episodes to wrap this up, though. My God, <laughs> y'all might as well have just said this is season four, <laughs> and we're getting renewed for season five. <laughs> my God. Um. Oh, um, my Hero Academia came back. I have not watched it yet. Me neither. Did not know that. And okay. they and they just put out a trailer for the movie. There, another movie which mm. looks awesome. Oh, the other thing I watched, I forgot. Solar Opposites. I don't know if anybody watches this. The it, it's on Hulu. It's it's by the the makers of Rick and Morty. One of the makers of Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, all I can say is watch it. Okay. Solar Opposites. Fair enough. Watch it. I'm in. If you like Rick and Morty, you will also like this show. Watch I'm in. it. I'm sold. I'll do that. Um, I feel like I I feel like I did about the same stuff you did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My 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 week wasn't that eventful. Um. I did. Oh. I binged in like 24 hours. I binged um, Married at First Sight, 
this season of Married at First Sight, because I had to talk about that on Play No Games. When I tell you this is one of the most psychotic reality shows in America. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be built different to be on that show. Well, because the premise the premise as it is is something that people talk about all the time. Everybody talks about, well, you know, they have arranged marriages here and they have arranged marriages there. That is not something that can happen in Western culture. We're too spoiled. We're too spoiled. We've had too much there's too much individualism. We can't have arranged marriages in America. Unless I'm arranged to like Sinai Lathan or something. I don't know if it's gonna work. You know Even then, the the rule is no matter how good you are on paper, no matter how good you look, there's someone tired of fucking you. And the black couple I'm not talking about the Dominican couple for y'all that keep up. The the Dominican dude and the dark girl. The black couple on this show That dude was tired of fucking her before he'd even fucked her. Once they once they went once they crossed the altar. I'm not gonna go through the, the whole storyline, but this nigga this nigga was a this nigga was a a, a LLC dude. A fuck nigga in LLC Twitter's clothing. Basically, what I mean is he's a scammer. He, I knew he had this scammer suit on. Is he from Atlanta? I think they're all from Atlanta. Okay. They filmed the, yeah, yeah, they filmed this one in Atlanta. Makes sense. Um, he's he is obviously a, a he's been a club promoter in his lifetime. Okay, yeah. He has he has scammed the fuck out of this woman, and there's an and there's an element of colorism that I don't want to unpack right here. I'm, this is not where we're starting, but his dark skin his dark skin wife who he said is not what he's used to, and then they and then they show you his ex fiance who looks like Sally Richardson. Hey hey. I mean, that's fucked up. Right. <laughs> Shit. <My bad. laughs> Shut Shit. up. Um, you obviously see what the what the what the okie dokie is. Yeah. Even though pay's still fine. I, I don't understand what the problem is. Grow up. Uh you lucked out as far as arranged marriages go. Paige got a fat ass. And there's a whole th- and there's a whole thing I intend to unpack when we get to that segment, but I'm just saying. Imagine you just sitting with your fellas like 45 days in, like, so what you think, man? I mean, shit. At least she got a fat ass. <laughs> no, for real. Once they got married, he got with his homeboys and was like. I mean, she wasn't what I'm used to, but I looked at that dress and was like, damn. Okay. Right. So that told you exactly what this nigga was in for. That means he's a nigga. <laughs> um, I would go ahead and start off giving out flowers because I'm definitely not starting with marriage with married at first sight. <laughs> uh, we're going to give flowers to Dacia Taylor, um, a high schooler uh, who, has invented, who, who invented color-changing sutures. Um, to detect infection. What? That's a lot. And she and she won this. She was a she will she won this in a state science fair. She did this at a state <laughs> science fair and was a finalist in a national competition. In uh, high school. In high school. My greatest accomplishment in high school. Seventeen years old. My greatest accomplishment in high school was having the most number of Jabod's pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on. I have failed. If there was a contest for using the most starch in my jeans, <laughs> I probably, I probably, I probably would have accomplished. Oh, you a stay flow boy. Oh, man. Uh, Woo! A uh, nigga, nigga. Yeah, them jeans looking like marching boots. <laughs> Shout out to the niggas that back in the day used to stay flow their money. <laughs> did they have that in the sunny side? Niggas they, used to stay they flow their money. They said it's payday money. <laughs> Sir, you have you actually have starch stains on your <laughs> one dollar bills. Oh wee. You know what I'm saying? T- niggas taking their clothes to the cleaners to get hard their <laughs> jeans hard starched. You know, you take it by the bag and you just You're right. <laughs> That's how it sounds when you pull on your pants. <laughs> Look like if you kick somebody in the nuts, you cut them in half. <laughs> you can't even bend your knees, man. Oh man, it was the worst. That that was what fuck up the knees in your jeans. Yeah. Cause you cause you'd be walking around with the hard starched crease. And it wasn't built for that. So everybody was just fucking up their pants very slowly. Um, so yeah, 17-year-old student at, this is according to Smithsonian Magazine, the 17-year-old student at Iowa City West High School in Iowa City, Iowa, it's a lot of Iowa, began working on the project in October 2019 uh, after her chemistry teacher shared information about a statewide science fair with the class. As she developed her sutures, she nabbed awards at several regional science fairs before advancing to the national stage. This January, Taylor was named one of 40 finalists in the Regeneron Science ta- uh, Talent Search, the country's oldest and most prestigious science and math competition for high school seniors. That is incredible. I, let me say, it, it's not a sexy, glamorous kind of thing you see on Shark Tank. But that is brilliant. And that's a huge thing in medical innovation. Yes. And again, I was trying to see if I could leave school early to get Jordans in high school. <laughs> and she's out here making medical breakthroughs. Oh, God. And she did all this with senioritis. Come on, man. Boy, seniors didn't give a fuck. Especially in my school. Seniors didn't give a shit. No, I didn't. Especially because I had a part-time job, too. Yeah, I was looking for a part-time job. Well, I was making $88 a week. You couldn't tell me shit, nigga. Well, I tell you, I I was happy to sweep hair at the barbershop. Boy, minimum wage was (laughs) $3.90. I was making $4.45, though. Hey. Oh, yeah, you was balling. You was doing it. You was doing it. I was a manager. (laughs) By the time prom rolled around, you was showing your ass. Oh, boy. Don't I, even, I was broke every week. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wasteful. It's embarrassing, Bruh. That because me and that was me and comics. Uh, me and I had a few hustles. Uh, mm. me and comics. Me and um, uh, music. I had to have. I had to have new yeah. shit when it came out every. Man, remember every back Tuesday. when shit dropped on Tuesday every week. Oh man, was, I had to have new shit every time. And my school. Bel Air was like right down the street from a sound warehouse. It was something over there on Beach Nut. Um, Beach Nut, Beach Nut. Beach Nut. That it was, was on Beach that Nut. Was a sound warehouse. Yeah, that was it was a sound, sound warehouse. warehouse. Yep. And it was Beach Nut, and it was sound warehouse, and then there was a comic shop right next to mm-hmm. it. So my check was gone. Whatever, whatever proceeds I had made from whatever hustle I had that week, yep. it was done. 
by the time I got home from school. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. And here's this. And here's this. This young woman making uh, advancements in medical innovation that will uh, that will probably benefit uh, her kids and their kids to come, and humanity, and humanity as a whole. Like her name's gonna be on the wing of something. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Dazia Taylor, the black woman is God. Yes, sir. Um, humans ain't shit, and. For those of you that have kept up with me on social media and kept up with the jokes, this is, comes as no surprise. Many of you have hit me up this week. Uh, it's a it's a great day to be me or anyone else who hates Derek Jackson. We're going to get into the Derek Jackson aspect of it uh, after the song of the week. But I just want to say in general to everyone about the discourse between... Um, the, the discourse between everybody about this relationship expert shit it is time for the era of the internet relationship ther- er- expert or therapist to die. It's time. Everything has its place. Everything has its time. It was entertaining for a little bit. It's over. It's time for it to die. It's. It, it, we need to... N- y'all want to normalize shit? Normalize thinking for your fucking self. Yes. Think for your fucking self. I cannot stress this enough. Like, and, and you know, Lala's listening to this. I know she's expecting me to just go crazy like I did last week. But there's a reason I feel this way. If you're not going to think for yourself, if, you're gonna, if you really need healing and you need to reach out for healing, at least look to someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Walk into someone's office with degrees on the wall. Because I know I talk all the time about how college is a scam in 2021, but all a degree ultimately is, is certification. It is certification that you have had an adequate amount of training uh, to practice whatever vocation you want Mm -hmm. in a certain field. That's all it is. It also indicates that there's a certain level of accountability. Because if, if, if you're having heart pains... You're not going to go to the dude down the street that says he knows a couple of things about about chest pains. You're going to go to an actual doctor, someone that was trained in this um, and and displayed a a certain level of um, aptitude with this as well. That And that's the other part, like people who have these designations. For example, my sister is a licensed professional counselor. She had to test and pass those tests. With very good grades, she had to have practical experience and, and demonstrate uh, the ability to counsel people and, 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 and all these other things. And uh, even after you get your degree, you, yeah. have to, you have to go, there are certain vocations, you have to go through a battery of certifications after that. Right. Instagram experts do not have that. At all. As a matter of fact, they can give you all this advice and in their, their own lives live contrary to the very advice that they're giving. Now, don't get me wrong. Certified physicians and certified therapists and certified whatever vocation are human. So they also have their own so they also have their own quirks. The problem is 
when those quirks kick in, there's still a certain amount of training mm -hmm. that also kicks in if you have received good training. Once, once you get past the fact that your therapist is divorced, there's hard knowledge and hard guidelines that they've gotten from an instructor who is also certified that they can impart you with mm -hmm. that come part and parcel with examining the human condition. And you're not just left to somebody, just some fucking lunatic with quirks. Derek Jackson, once you get past the fact that he is a that he is a liar and a narcissist, there's no more meat on that bone. Because he hasn't he hasn't had any training in this and does not know what the fuck he's doing. Kevin Samuels? Now Kevin Samuels has a chemical engineering degree, but we're not going to him for advice on chemical engineering. We're going to him on advice for how to secure how to secure a mate or how to chase your dreams or whatever that is. He doesn't have any training in that. These people don't have any any experience that dictates that they should be the arbiter of the things that they're talking about. So once you so once you get past the quirks, there's nothing there. There's nothing there to pass on to anyone. There's no real training there. So you're just talking to some fucking asshole. Think for yourself. Use discernment. These are things that are that are readily available that someone can do research on mm -hmm. in books and have something to say about or be trained in. Or you can just go see a professional. Or just see a fucking professional. There are apps now that are like the Uber of therapy where they match you with somebody on the spot that you can talk to on the that you can talk to or text on the phone about your problem and vent. And they will give you a credible opinion. Every opinion does not deserve a trophy. And I feel like these I feel like these these flash in the pan internet therapists are like the participation award of that. <laughs> the same people that that whine and cry about participation trophies and everybody doesn't deserve a trophy have no problem giving these fucking lunatics a shot despite them having no reason for you to listen to them whatsoever. Think for yourself or get a professional. That's it. That's all I got to say. And, you know, for those of you waiting on the Derek Jackson jokes, that's coming. Song of the week. I can't believe I didn't play this last week. Um, new Alex Isley. We've played good and plenty on this podcast before, but the remix has surfaced. Mm. The remix uh, featuring, of course, uh, Jack Dine, Masego, and now Lucky Day. Uh, so you know that's a whole vibe. Go ahead and get comfortable. We're going to have a good show. Definitely going to have a good show. And we'll be right back with more Opinions While Black. Let's go. Like a Georgia peach tree, picking sweet tweet behind the scenes, running down your knees. What a 
wake up and repeat You'll get every little bit You ain't never seen a trip like this Heaven at your fingertips Don't you let a minute slip Just say you Featuring Lucky Day. You I, can't go wrong with Lucky Day. Alex Isley is very talented. Man. Alex Alex Isley doesn't... As, as far as I am concerned, Alex Isley does not miss. I need for Alex Isley and her to form a super group. Oh, my God. Alex Isley, her... And if she ever... Well, you know what? Yeah. Alex Isley, her... And let's throw Ari Lennox in there. And then you'd have dudes throwing their panties at the stage. 100%. Because I can tell you, I'm sure Ari Lennox is working on music that we don't know about right now. But she's been very busy becoming an IG baddie. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every, for a while, all you saw was stories of her in the gym. Which, I'm envious. Uh, and just all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Now, don't get me wrong. Ari Lennox was a baddie from Jump. But she has turned into a full-on IG baddie everywhere she goes. Side note, have you seen Amara uh, LaNegra lately? Uh, yes. Check it out. She's getting in shape for you. 
I was gonna say, uh, yeah, everybody getting their summer shit together because they're because they, again, everybody's kind of counting on herd immunity <laughs> for the summer. <laughs> so everybody getting their shit in order. I I was getting my shit in order for a minute. I have to I have to dial back. I was going too hard, and I paid and I paid a small price. I ain't talking about this and what I did this week. Um, so I interchange like lifting. With I'll go for a walk or I'll do high interval shit, mm-hmm. uh, high interval training or whatever. Um, but I do that with the sweat gear on. Mm. Last weekend I made the mistake of going too hard one night. I did the lifting and I did sweat the 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 sweat gear in one in one go, and I felt miserable. Oh, you did a Martin Lawrence. Oh yeah, I did. I felt miserable the next day. Um, I've done this before, but it was one of these things where I I didn't realize I was pushing myself mm-hmm. because I didn't feel bad at the time. Um, but you can overheat. You probably dehydrated, and you can get, and you can get fucked up. And I took and you know I went too hard, and I paid the price for it. Look. Everybody want to be Michael B. Jordan before the summer get here. Don't make my mistake. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. I'm just, I, I'm just telling you. Uh, go at your fitness level. Don't be ashamed uh-huh. to slow it down if you need to. Uh, this is kind of, I mean, it, it, it was funny at first, but this is kind of a real message. Yeah. Uh, don't get fucked up out here. They will probably, you know, whatever pace you're getting fit at, a woman will probably fuck you at that at that pace. More than likely, probably so. Um, so just my little my little thing there. Uh, let's see what we got going this week. Um, Rory and Maul have been have been mysteriously absent from the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, that was that ended up trending on Twitter. Uh, because a lot of people were like, man, bring back Rory and Maul quickly. Because, you know, um, Joe Budden swapped them out. Well, he didn't swap them out. But he had to have other people on. So he had his, his intern, Savon. Yeah, he called his bench players. <laughs> and his homeboy, Ice. Uh, Savon, <laughs> and, and a lot of people had a bad response to Savon. Cause this nigga, this nigga was on the mic, uh, standing for Justin Bieber. Um, and, uh, you know, ice is all right, but Safon should just probably stick to his podcast. We don't have interns. If if y'all, if y'all tune in one day and just hear my dogs on here, (laughs) you know, something went terribly wrong. (laughs) Um, there was a lot of drama around this and Joe was happy to explain it. Kind of. Uh, he spent like an hour of his three-hour podcast explaining where Rory and Maul went, and we're still not sure. Um, what it sounds like is that there was a small falling out. Um, my ears heard that it seems like they were falling out. Basically, they kind of getting on each other. They, they've been podding together for six years. And it sounds like they were just getting on each other's nerves they hang out a lot now because they have to record. If they were recording twice a week, now they're recording 
four, three and four and five times it's, a week. It's now. really a full time job now. So it's really a full time job now. So you can get tired of these motherfuckers. Let me tell you, that's valid. I talk all the time about my old job and how I love my crew from the store to this day. Um, they actually just sent me pictures of somebody's birthday and I couldn't and I could just not be present. I've not gotten immunized yet. Immunized, uh, vaccinated yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to that because they, I believe they all are, and I miss them. But I would ride or die for these motherfuckers on 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 the floor, on the sales floor. I'd ride or die for these motherfuckers. I loved all these motherfuckers, and we took care of each other for real, like a family. Jump in front of a bus for these people. But I know for a fact there were days. When I got on their fucking nerves and vice versa. And that's why you have off days and that's why you have vacation time. Uh, because you see these people every day. And at some point, you might want to mix it up a little bit and take a break from these people. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like. And Joe's very was 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 very quick to say it's not a matter of money because there's too much money going around. Which sounds reasonable, also. Yeah, I, I have my suspicions. Um, I don't, I don't invest myself as you know very much into other people's personal whatevers. But right. I suspect that it also may boil down to roles not clearly being defined with that team. Yeah. It you know they went from the Joe Button podcast to the Joe Button Network. Right. And. Without knowing what their particular roles are going forward, mm-hmm. I would imagine that their expectations for what they would be on the flip side may not necessarily be what they actually are in practice. Right. If that makes sense. That but, makes sense. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they'll figure it out. Right. You know, you want to you want to see them succeed. Want to see, uh, you know, the black man prosper. I did think, and I did think it was curious that Rory Maul Maul has indicated numerous times that he doesn't really give a fuck about podcasting. He gives a fuck about the podcast that he helped build, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really give a fuck about podcasting. It was curious to me that Rory does not have his own uh, platform. The Joe Budden podcast, for the most part, outside of the network, outside of that podcast, is pretty much all women. Because it's the one with Mandy from What You Call It, and yeah. the other one is uh, kind of like that, but with Karen Civil. Um, I'm I'm really surprised that the other two have not spun off into, you know, maybe supplemental podcasts. Right. You know, for the love of Maul might be a good podcast. That would be funny. I'd watch that. You know, I'd listen to that. That's hilarious. Do say Palooza the podcast. <laughs> interesting. Well, now they have now they've kind of had to distance themselves from that brand a little bit. Yeah. Like low key, like like low key from that whole gang. Hey, he has a he has a podcast with the dude with the dude who used to be the black dude on Flagrant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he oh he's a he got too busy. He writes for WWE now. Oh well. Um, and he has you know he has to like actually travel out there to do that. Um. So he does that, and then the other dude has kind of gone radio silent because of that little, well, those numerous rape cases. Well, I mean. That'll do it. (laughs) That'll do it. 
So maybe they had to quiet down the Duce Palooza brand <laughs> for a little bit. But yeah, I, I it, it, it's Duce Palooza. <laughs> it's a brand built around drinking Duce. <laughs> Um, I just I think that there is something to be said about podcasts that are kind of built around the idea of friends. Yeah, friends talking shit. That's what this podcast is. Yeah, um, we figured out right away that we could, that 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 we had become fast friends, and it you know it made sense to do a to do a weekly thing. Doing what we do, which is sit down, have a drink, and talk some shit. Several drinks. Several drinks. <laughs> um, and you know, so the attraction there is that these are people that fuck with, that actively fuck with each other the long way. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the attraction of a lot of these podcasts is because when you're at home and you listen to them all the time on a weekly and sometimes twice in a week basis, you feel like you're listening to your friends. I can't imagine doing this podcast like two or three times a week. No, no. <laughs> like occasionally we might do so- if something big happens and we're both free. I could see us doing something supplementary like yeah. we did with Endgame. Yeah, but no, nah, man. And that's yeah. the other thing: we take breaks. Yeah, we man. have lives. I got a whole we have life. other people that we interact with. Going from podcasting being something you do once or twice a week to being your job job, that's a lot of pressure. Now, if we're talking Joe Budden network money, well, we'll have a discussion. I would say that's <laughs> going. We, we we will definitely have a discussion going going into that. Um, but even then, I cannot see us having that level of fallout. Yeah. Jesus and Miro. For yeah. all for for all the talk we talk about people not being friends in real life, I have never seen Jesus and Miro at a venue, and it didn't look like they fucked with it, that. It didn't look like that they didn't fuck with each other the long way. Yeah, I shit you not. I've never forgotten that video of them at the club. Jesus having a smoke, and Miro deciding that he was done with his drink. And these and letting Jesus put his cigarette out in this man's drink. They um, even though they they kind of met online and and I think their friendship kind of blossomed online. They didn't really come 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 together right until they got the opportunity to do a thing together. Right, you still get the sense that they are more or less inseparable as as friends. And Pretty much. And they've they've had a very good chemistry for a very long time in a number of um, business elevations. Um, and and this is true. And let me tell you something: there are there are relationships and and friendships where getting money together makes it all the better. You know, when like like horrible decisions when Mandy and Weezy, uh, they had their little therapy episode, and then uh, like. Six months later, they were on tour together, and when you asked them where they were at with it, it was like, "Look, it, it, we get so much, we get so much money together. It's it's stupid to even allow for that level of disrespect to come in." Yeah. 
And so, yeah, there are relationships that are made that much better when you get money together. I have always, I have always shouted against this at people that base their whole like romantic relationships and marriage around, oh, I want somebody I can get money with and all that shit. Uh, but there are sometimes when it works. I don't get it, cause I maybe I don't live that life. Uh, the same thing that makes you is the same thing that can break you. That's also true. So if money defines your relationship, money's probably going to be the thing that ends it. That is correct. And it, that brings that brings into focus all the people that talk about how like what percentage of marriages end because of money. I would question where that marriage started. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not an expert in, I'm, again, not a relationship expert. Somebody somebody online was like, I don't know, man. Uh, was like, I don't know. I feel like we listen to you just as much as we listen to the, the nutcases. Mm. Like, Look, if y'all looking to me for wisdom <laughs> on anything outside of reality TV and comic books, we've gone down a dark path. I encourage you to seek professional <laughs> help now more than ever. <laughs> oh, don't look to me to be the expert on shit. <laughs> Uh, but I hope, I hope whatever's going on, if it really is a friendship thing, I really do hope they work that out. Um, cause that's always been one of the attractions of the Joe Budden podcast is that I feel like I'm listening to my toxic homeboys. Um, yeah. you know, and I haven't really had toxic homeboys for real, for real, probably since my poetry days <laughs> where everyone was toxic and didn't want to admit it. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, the continuation of the fall of Derek Jackson. I have to tell you, I don't take pleasure in... You are beaming right now, by the way. <laughs> I feel some gloating about to happen. I don't take pleasure in anybody's marriage. Vows made before God, presumably. Uh, falling apart because there are lives and, and, other, and family and... All kinds of all kinds of factors that um, can be affected and can go to shit, and there's a wife involved in this, so I don't feel good about that. However, <laughs> I am taking so much pleasure in Derek Jackson being exactly the motherfucker I told y'all he was. I don't say I told you so very often, but if I do, I do it on this podcast because y'all gonna start listening to me. Some. It was some of y'all that got put on to Alex Isley because of me. As a matter of fact, David Santiago, I don't know if I should even have said his name or not. Hopefully she doesn't, the, the other part is doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, David Santiago told me that he got put on to some music because of this podcast. And it was a door into some uh, grade A pussy. Oh, well. Never let it be said that Oz didn't try to get y'all, get you motherfuckers laid. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, so I'm happy to do this. So again, this is great day at that. <laughs> Not even a slump buster. Just <laughs> probably his first choice too. <laughs> wow. So, you know, don't let, don't never let it be said that I didn't do shit for y'all. I mean, I'd be out here. I, I'm your wingman. Consider me your online wingman. That's all I'll say. Uh, you know, I I do what I can by y'all. I was looking, I was I was actually looking for it. Oh, that's right, because we no, we put in, we were talking about Thundercat, 
Okay. We were talking about Thundercat, and we were talking about how funny the Dragon Ball do rag joint is. Mm-hmm. And so he fell down. So he fell down the Thundercat hole, and eventually and into another hole. No. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> God damn it! Gentlemen, Jack, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy, got him. Um, so yeah, the fall of Derek Jackson again. I'll never steer y'all wrong. I'll never steer y'all wrong. And you know what? I should just say we reported on the fact that it was a leak that there was cheating afoot. I didn't know that it was gonna get. Even funnier from there. <laughs> so right after we recorded, probably by the time we put the new episode up, oh, this nigga went online to try to explain himself, and the Wi-Fi gods just showed up and pulled a full Teddy Riley on him. Uh-huh. So that was already hilarious. But the only parts you could really hear were him plugging his book about how to heal from cheating. Hmm. Heal together. Um, and so the next day, once everybody clowned him for the terrible Wi-Fi, <laughs> he got back in his car. He got, <laughs> <laughs> he got better Wi-Fi in his car. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So he goes so he goes and does another video where he's sitting in his living room presumably we see now he has legs uh and he's holding his wife's hand hostage hostage holding his wife's hand for dear life like if he lets go she might run she might run and sign the divorce papers <laughs> it looks like he woke his he woke his wife up out of his out of her sleep yeah. To do this bullshit. Cause she had a cause she had her bonnet on. She had the sweats on. It looks like she just woke up looking at him. Is this more of this internet shit? She probably slept great because his ass slept on the couch. One hundo. <laughs> and so then he goes into this explanation. Let me tell you something. You know, you know they, they we used to have this whole thing about city girls versus city boys. This has got to be a huge win for the city boys. Imagine imagine getting caught cheating and the next day holding your wife's hand and doing a seven-minute video about all the pussy you got last year. He went into detail. Yeah, there was there was sex, there were there were nudes in the inbox, there were there were text messages, there were just all kinds of things that I wasn't doing with my wife. And you could play a drinking game with this with, with this video. Every time he says God, you have to take a shot. Mm-mm. I guarantee you, you'll have your stomach pumped four minutes in. <laughs> and that's before the and that's before the wife even says anything. Yeah. The wife said some bullshit about we're working it out and he's seeking therapy. You know, you, you know. <sighs> This is what I mean when I say some of y'all are overusing why you need, therapy. Why do you need therapy, though? Why do you need therapy? You, you're the expert. <laughs> right. You got. You wrote the literal book. How you need... Th- and then, what kind of therapy do you get for being a pussy hound? Wow. 
want to understand that part. Hey, why don't you read your own book and follow the advice in your own book? Unless. That's the biggest red flag for me. Unless the book you wrote is bullshit. If you didn't follow any of your own steps, I think there's a disconnect there. You know, I work at a job that is, it's, it's, it's an IT job. And whenever we come across certain processes, we have to document those steps in case we need to go back and refer to them again. So if I make a mistake somewhere at work, I can go back to the very instructions that I wrote and go, oh, that's right. I need to do this. Why can't he do that with his own book? This is why, hit it, this is why, training. Remember when we talked about certification? Mm -hmm. Told you I was gonna come back. Certification for training that you have received in the vocation in which you are working. Mm -hmm. See, when those quirks come in, you have training to fall back on. Derek Jackson, as of this moment, has nothing to fall back on when it turns out that he himself is a grade A pussy hound. Yep. And now what? Now you don't know what the fuck to do, and now you're flailing. So now everybody has clowned his wife for him dragging her out in a fucking bonnet. <laughs> and what made it worse for everybody was that the women he cheated with looked like IG models. And they all on Instagram looking like baddies. Now, to be fair, I have seen a picture since of Derek Jackson's wife when she is, when she is making an attempt to dress up. I would, in fact, be. Mm. But optics mm. are the problem here. Yeah. Because image is the thing that has basically made his entire career um, as an internet quack. Um, so, now, the wife has gone and done another video by herself with another bonnet on. They keep calling it a beret, but it's a fucking uh, it's bonnet. A bonnet. And somewhere, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy Roman is pretty pissed. Tammy Roman, Tammy Roman got problems. She <laughs> she got an issue with them trying to take her trying yeah. to take her little shtick. Um, and so now she's got this bonnet on. She's got another, and she's got she got her little fatigues on. She got her her, her her hoodie on. She's got the armor of God on. Isn't that what she said? Some shit like that. Yeah, the armor of salvation. I'm ready for spiritual warfare. Now we're wondering about her well-being. And, and we're wondering if, if she's got it all together. I don't think either one of them does. Because this no. dude, this fool, was, this fool did a reaction video to his own video. And referred to himself in the third person. The whole time. That is, that is some narcissistic shit for your ass. Let me tell you something. And first of all, it's stupid. Because... Who are you continuously explaining yourself to? Well, this is this is this is this to me. This is the equivalent of Kevin Spacey doing that video later on oh, in character as as Francis as Frank Underwood. Underwood. Yeah, and it's like, bro, don't Re try to, don't try to take away from the severity of your your stupidity. Nothing you say in that video is gonna absolve you from getting clowned. Yeah, because the people that are clowning you. We're clowning you when you had when you actually had your base intact, mm. and they're gonna continue clowning you. Yes. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I am those niggas. <laughs> the niggas that never fucked with you are gonna continue not fucking with you. Still, and the people that think this is funny, whether they fuck with you or not, are gonna continue clowning you. More now. More, 
The people that are your base, they don't need convincing because they're all stupid and desperate and desperate for healing. And you and you have and you have reinforced their desperation to such where they will fuck with you no matter what. Mm. So they need no convincing. All the people that don't fuck with you right now are not going to start fucking with you depending on how many reaction videos you make. You ignorant fuck. You know they've dragged this man so bad. They pulled out his they I shit you not. They pulled out his college football records. Mm-hmm. When I tell you this nigga this nigga was a tight end and ran for 11 yards <laughs> in 2 years. The equipment manager has more yards than Derek Jackson. They went to everybody else. <laughs> they went to the equipment manager. Yeah. They went to the mascot. Wow. They pulled it. They pulled out. They pulled out some dude that probably graduated ten years ago. Put him on the field. A lot of times they probably just threw the ball away. <laughs> like, nah, just bam. This we'll, mother- we'll take the down. Anybody. <laughs> They went and grabbed Booby Miles. No, I'm not talking about Derek Luke from, from Friday Night Lights. I'm talking about Booby Miles, the nigga he was based on, who probably hasn't had to ice his knees in 20 years. They went and got everybody. Somebody, you know, I talked about this on uh on Play No Games, and I, I referred to him as the Tony Stark of relationship gurus. Fuck with me. You okay. know how you know how um Tony Stark was a art was an arms dealer. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a fuck who he sold who he sold the weapons to as long as they kept fighting. Yeah. Because as long as they keep fighting, he's gonna keep making money. Mm-hmm. Derek Jackson doesn't really give a fuck about black women or healing black women. He just gives a fuck about them fighting with black men. That's all he gives a fuck about because that's what sells his books. Yeah. Derek Jackson is the Tony Stark, the pre-Iron Man Tony Stark of the Gender Wars. Damn. And Ryan Gabriel listened to the listened to the episode and was like, "Man, you missed out. You missed out on a perfect opportunity to refer to him as the Justin Hammer wow. of the Gender Wars." <laughs> Remember Iron Man Two? That motherfucker said, <laughs> "Well, I guess the rest of the world is ten years away from rebuilding my armor." Wow. Justin Hammer. 20. 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It, and this is just never going to stop being funny because the evidence keeps piling up. Because it hasn't stopped yet, y'all. Guess what? Even when he did his reaction video coming clean, he was still a lying piece of shit. Yes. The person who broke all this, shout out to Tasha K. The person who broke this story, the, the blogger, had a had, did ha- kind of have a beef with Derek Jackson because uh, he went out of his way to um, slander one of her videos, and so he 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 redid this whole campaign where he was like, "Oh well, she's just trying to she's just trying to destroy my image and all that bullshit." Anybody who watches reality TV um, knows that the villain always swears that they've been taken out of context mm-hmm. and they have not, and so Tasha. Who is not thick skinned says, Oh, I'm lying? <laughs> really? And it turned out that not only did she have recordings from the from a side chick that he had recently gotten pregnant, 
He had text messages. Uh oh. The, the text messages were the best. We learned a lot for, about Derek Jackson through these text messages. He was trying to explain himself, and the girl was like, "Look, you told me that if any of the blogs called, uh, that I should tell them that I don't know you. But then the blogs told me, from what you've been saying, that you're full of shit." She was under the impression that he wasn't even married to his wife. Hmm. Because not a lot of people know that he's married. Yeah, I see why now. And not only that, now it turns out that all the videos he makes sitting in his car, he makes them outside the side piece's house. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I would I would like to offer up uh, a piece of advice. All the fellas out there. I'm about I'm about to give away a trade secret. Bust it. I, I apologize to all of my, my homegirls out there. Um but I, I feel like it's my responsibility to let fellas know a secret. Talk to them. Fellas, when you are out there simping <laughs> In another girl's texts or DMs or what have you, just know they are screen capping that shit and they are sending it to everyone. It's all for public record. It is all for public record. Look, fellas, please stop. Please stop playing yourselves. Please stop playing yourselves. This nigga said, I'm driving up to your job and I'm not leaving until you talk to me. See, when when you say shit like that, just know that that's immediately followed by a screen cap and, and it's going to a distribution list of no fewer than six of her friends. Fellas, I'm telling y'all, stop it. I'm not saying stop texting. I'm not saying stop communicating. Stop doing dumb shit. Be mindful. Just be mindful. Just stop it. Pull up in person. Don't say it. If you're going to pull up in person, which is already stalkerish and you're already setting yourself up to become a statistic because that's when motherfuckers call the police on you. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, don't do it, but just do it. Just don't If you're going to do it, don't text her. Just don't fuck up, man. All that's admissible in court. Just, fellas, women really know when you're attached or married. They know this. They know this. Sometimes they play along just because they know what they want to get out of you. The bag. And even if they don't know for certain, they assume. They assume that all of you ain't shit. Now Derek Jackson is on that 18-year plan. <laughs> That's that 18-year plan. Um, and not his wife's. And not his wife's. The 18-year plan. That's the name of this podcast, by okay. the way. <laughs> the 18-year plan. I like it. Um, but it is, it, is good to see, it is good to see this man's eventual downfall. He's gonna sell now. He's gonna sell a few more books. He's gonna sell a few more uh, uh, tour tickets. A few more, hmm? but his credibility then versus his credibility now has dropped dramatically. If you still follow this man's word, you you actually will get what you deserve. You will. Now, to be fair, he is telling you from a place of experience now. <laughs> Honestly, I think he needs to go ahead and just rebrand and start marketing to the ain't shit niggas. 
Apparently, apparently that's a apparently that is a it, it is a is a thriving market right now thanks to uh, Mr. Peanut had asked Kevin Samuels. Well, there's a lot of competition in that market right now. Let me tell you something. This nigga has become. There are two new dog whistles in the world of fuck niggas. If you want to know who the fuck niggas are in a crowded room, play a Kevin Samuels video, and they're just gonna start nodding. They're not even gonna listen to what he said. They're just gonna start nodding mm-hmm. for the children. Yeah. All that. I'm telling you. And and if you want really want to get fuck niggas stirred up, say accountability. Mm-hmm. Fuck niggas love the word accountability when it comes to holding women accountable for shit that ain't got nothing to do with them. Cardi and Meg scissoring at the Grammys. Accountability, accountability. Everything's about holding holding women accountable for shit that ultimately ain't niggas' business. A lot of y'all say and do worse shit in front of your kids every day. In front in in front of two <laughs> two their also, kids also. every day. Y'all the same niggas that whoop your kids for being right in your house. <laughs> two plus two is five. Goddammit, it's four. Get a switch. Don't correct me in my house. Correct me in my fucking house. Get a switch. Are y'all crazy? And then the people that and then the people that defend this nigga. This is what I love. They always go, "Well, you're not perfect in your relationship either." Look, me talking to me, me talking to my sleep, and that nigga getting getting women pregnant is two different things. Two different things. Two fundamentally different things. He wrote a book, y'all, and wrote a book about it, and marketed himself. It would would be so bad had he not marketed himself. As the ultimate godly husband, that's the problem. That he and and and, the, and I, I don't want to get too far into this, but there is something to be said about and just judging from the from the wife and how fed up and how mentally checked out she seems. I don't know what's going on in their house, so I don't I can't speak to that definitely. But I can say this is that. She looks like, to me, that she is suffering from a, from a myriad of things. One, I feel like there is a mental toll on, on her from whatever conversations and arguments and strife is going on in their house around this topic. Absolutely. There has to be. Uh, whether you like Derek Jackson or not, this nigga's in for a long day. Long month. Can you imagine... How much shit that she has to hear from him just on a normal basis? Oh God, yes. Oh, she's sick of praying with him and praying with him about where to eat. <laughs> Popeye's right. Popeye's three three blocks down down the road. Get a chicken sandwich. Let's call it. That's fine. Let's pray on it. <laughs> stop! Stop! Oh God, married at first sight. I knew that nigga was fed up the first night because they go straight from the wedding to the honeymoon room. Hey. And they were having, and they brought him dinner, his fancy dinner. And the girl, and the girl looked at him and said, you're not going to, you're not going to say grace and stared at him for a solid 30 seconds. And that's when you play that Larry David music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I made a terrible mistake. Um, and so, and 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 caught an attitude a couple of times when he didn't when he didn't pray on the food right away. 
And so I know how fed up she is with this nigga playing the godly role. So I think she's suffering from a couple things. Whatever's going on in that house. She's also suffering from going from not being very well known at all to now being an Instagram meme. Mm -hmm. And now being Instagram famous for this man dragging her out. When she and and basically being victim blamed for something that she's a victim in, because a bunch of people were like, "Oh, she's dressed like that. I know why he cheated," which isn't fair either. Because let me tell you something: all them bras, all them bras he cheated on her with, they I guarantee you they've gotten cheated on wearing full faces of makeup. Mm. So and, let's and stop that. Oh, I was gonna make a bad comment, but never mind. <laughs> oh shit! I was gonna say full faces of semen, but. Oh, oh, Sorry. oh. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's not a family show, so I don't give a fuck. Not at all. It's Houston's most savage podcast. Um, And number three, the conditioning from the patriarchal, patriarchal standards that wives are held to mm-hmm. in the Judeo-Christian faith. I think that's a huge thing that we have to, that we have to re-examine here. We're not going to do it, and we're not going to do it in a few minutes on this podcast no. but that i think culturally we have to and you know people are already divesting from the church in their own ways on different levels but we definitely have to look at the patriarchal standards that the christian church holds women to as far as what consists of a godly woman yep. and what consists of a godly wife i and i've seen you know through um, large portions of my family that play out in um, that women are expected to be very tolerant of men and and their ambitions, and they're they're expected to be very understanding of it. The chick on Married at First Sight is basically her. It, they're not characters because it's this is not that kind of social experiment. But if she had to be a character, she would be characterized as the godly wife mm-hmm. or the one that wants to be a godly wife. The Proverbs 22 woman. Gotcha. Every time this nigga has fucked up and given her a red flag, a bright in fire engine red flag. <laughs> and she has questioned whether or not she wants to continue in this process. Every explanation starts with God put me here for a reason. God matched me with this person for a reason. One of the people that matches you with your your chosen is a black pastor. Just to just to, just to put that into perspective. Yes. So the algorithms are the old school black church. Oh yeah. So she says God put me with this man for a reason. God put me in this situation for a reason. I want to see where this goes. Even if your husband comes home with dirty dick, you will take that dirty dick because it is yours in the eyes of God. This nigga confessed night two. Night two. Are we still talking about married? Yes. (laughs) I just, I just have to get this out. Night two. That this, that he had, that his ex-fiance that he had ju- that he had just been engaged to no less than two or three months before he went through this process mm-hmm. was pregnant 
was seven weeks pregnant and had just told him, which is kind of wild on her end, but yeah. uh, seven weeks pregnant and that he was considering getting back with her just to co-parent. <laughs> co-parent, is that what we're calling it? That's what they all call it. All the, all the reality shows call it, we're co-parents. He's trying to avoid that check. That's what, it, yeah, basically. He's trying to avoid that deduction. 100%. That's what it is. Um, and she was like, Body, God put me here. No. I'm going to see where this goes. The state comptroller's office put you there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this notion of God put me here and I have to see where it goes is this weird way of eliminating women use uh being allowed to use discernment that not note. saying that women don't have discernment saying that the church doesn't encourage it yeah and i think that that plays a role and we have to in, in, in that situation and with Derek jackson we have to examine um how that factors into a godly household in 2021 i think that's fair the state doesn't want you to get that wage garnishment. Neither does the church. <laughs> That's what it is. That's how you can tell a man wrote that shit. Like, fellas, how can I tell you <laughs> to avoid that de- that deduction in coded language? Uh, uh, get married and stay married. Yes. That's how. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I did not count on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not, now it's not the blackest thing we've ever seen from Marvel. Doesn't need to be. And it doesn't need to be because we have to get out of this notion. Shout out to Scott Woods. This is where I got this idea. We have to get out of the notion that that every that every black piece of black content has to be quote unquote the answer. Which is which what I mean is like the quintessential black work. That speaks to all black people simultaneously. Yeah. That's not a thing. We knew Luke Cage wasn't it when he dabbed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good to have those cultural things that we can all follow along to in live tweet, but everything mm-hmm. doesn't have to be that. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not that. It's not. It's more Winter Soldier than it is Atlanta. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, just to compare yeah. it to something. Well, it's it, it. I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair, for lack of a better term, middle ground. Because even as a black person myself, all of my experiences are not extra blackety black. Like right. I don't. I don't sure. have. I don't have every experience that the prototypical black male has. I have some things that are you know very much. Uh, you know, very mild in comparison to what a lot of people deal with. But the one thing that I appreciate about appreciate about the Falcon and Winter Soldier is it illustrates those microaggressions that we see on a daily basis without without boiling it over, so to speak. And no spoiler alert, in case you guys haven't seen it, uh, but we're not going to deep dive. But some of the some of the, the, the topics might be spoilery. For example, the um, the uh, the visit with Isaiah Bradley, and Ooh. and which I was I was like yes. For those of you that don't know, 
there is a there is kind of a I won't call it alternate, but there is a kind of a secret history of of the whole Captain America legacy mm-hmm. that plays out in the comics as basically a black man named Isaiah Bradley uh, being given a version of the super soldier serum that made Steve Rogers Captain America. Right. It's a it's a, uh, it's a drawback the to the Tuskegee experiment. experiment. Yeah, uh, where they they tested it out on black soldiers before they you know pass it on to their white counterparts now granted it it i forgot what it it, it had a, it had an alternate effect on him like it made him kind of invalid or something well no 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 he well it killed everyone else except for him like mm-hmm. they basically would just blow up he was the only one that it did not kill and like it, brain damage or something? It, it 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 did leave him a little bit damaged. It it did leave him um you know his his body didn't take to it too well because they right. kept pumping him full of it and they sent him on secret covert missions and everything. Like and he was arguably even stronger than Steve Rogers ended up being. Uh cuz the black man is god. But 100. but of course, once they perfected that formula and found that it worked to someone else, they completely decommissioned him and disavowed any knowledge of him. And I think that the the fact that we're introduced to this character and the history of this character up to this point had been hidden from Sam, a.k.a. Falcon, plays right into what we would definitely deal with today. Um, That the first, you know, Captain America was a black man. Yep. Um, And also that the government would go the long way. Yes. To not make a black man the new Captain America. Absolutely. Publicly. Well, true. Well, the, I, I think the, the subtlety in that was that Sam turned down the shield, gave it back, because I think, you and I know, if 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 Chris Evans right. were a real-life Captain America, wildly popular, and all that shit really happened, and you had the shield in 2021... <laughs> I would be lambasted. For I'm that. like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing this shit. Nope. Don't be the first. What did Dave Chappelle say? Don't be the first nigga to do anything. Yes. <laughs> let him. Let him get a couple out of the way. Let him get them first assassination attempts yeah, out of the way. That is the truth. Because don't be the first nigga to do nothing. <laughs> and Sam knew that. Now, should Sam have given the shield back? No. No. I, I'm no. hold on to this. I'm hold on to this. And if anybody has anything to say about it. My friend War Machine over here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, with Don, where you at, Don? Don? Oh, he, uh, yeah, he bounced. He bounced. Don's like, no, nah, I still no, got, I, I, st- I still got a job. I have a job. I ain't in that shit. <laughs> I don't know about you. I can pay. I can pay my house payments. You fuck, go. You go. You go find Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Falcon Man. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. even when they, even when they left that interaction and they went out and they had the the altercation with police. And the the presumption of you know that that whole little microaggression of yeah. so what are y'all doing like literally they were just crossing the street and having a discussion so and he got okay a little here? loud yeah and all of a sudden it was a problem right two cop cars showed up yeah just for them to go oh we're very sorry Mr Wilson yeah and even then kind of still treated Bucky with kid gloves even like, though he is the he is the 100-year-old master assassin <laughs> over here yeah Mr. Barnes I'm afraid we're going to have to place you under arrest I deeply apologize for this 
Starbucks. If they're, you know, I'm pretty sure on the editing room floor, there's a scene where they take him to Burger King as well. <laughs> oh, but, shit. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Sorry. Too soon. Oh, man. But, um, but, but they apologized why they took Sebastian Stan to jail. To prison. Yeah. To prison. For war crimes. <laughs> And let it and and got out. Oh no, my bad. He he missed his therapy appointment. And got out to go to therapy. Yes, which was wonderful. And even <laughs> and, and even depict Sam as emotionally not willing to go to therapy. Yeah. Even though he should have been, it's not even his therapist. Yeah. Um. Even though that shit was funny when uh, the the therapy session that was hilarious. It was. And the I I love it when the therapists are fed up. I always I love hearing about those stories when the therapist is sick of your shit. Well, let me tell you some of my sister's stories then. <laughs> Cause they definitely got up and walked out and she was just sitting there, oh that's great. Yeah. That is that's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um and I'm definitely excited about um I won't say much, but I'll say I'm definitely excited about where the Isaiah Bradley thing yeah. goes. There was a Jamal in the room. There was definitely a Jamal in the yes. room. So far, for the most part, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is passing the Jamal test. Yes, it is. Um, you know, Jamal does not have complete autonomy, <laughs> but he is definitely being listened to in the writer's room. Jamal definitely, he had some notes on Luke Cage, and he was in the room for this one like, hey. So I would def- so on the Jamal on the Jamal scale so far I would give Falcon and the Winter Soldier eight name mispronunciations out of ten. <laughs> how many how many apostrophes is that in your name? <laughs> Just two. Just two. Is that African? It's no. It's it's my my mama named me that. <laughs> my mama named me John Nathan. <laughs> John Nathan, how do you spell that? Z H. Oh shit! <laughs> Apostrophe. Um, a couple of things that don't really need much of our time. At I'm all. so racist. Uh, <laughs> God damn. Uh, Mona Scott Young was in an interview recently, um, talking about how she feels like she's being held to a double standard over her white counterparts. That she's been, she has been criticized a lot. For um, the way she depicts black people in her shows, such as Love and Hip Hop, um, and I, she feels like there's a double standard at work compared to uh, her white reality TV counterparts. As somebody who watches Love and Hip Hop, and as somebody who also um, listens to, who also watches some of her white counterparts, there's truth to this. And it's a it's kind of a it's it's kind of a double edged sword. On one hand, yes, black women will always always be held to a double standard in the workplace over their white counterparts, especially in entertainment, uh, where the expectation is the degradation of black women. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I think there has to be a level of self awareness. I think I think Mona is lacking a bit of self-awareness in the fact that even though it's a lot of scripted and it's a lot of it's it, it, it's human cockfighting. 
even though it's it's scripted and there's a lot of bullshit to it, um, Mona also has to take responsibility for the fact that there are some there are some rather cringeworthy aspects to her depiction of black people, but certainly black women, which is going to come part and parcel with the ratchet side of reality TV. Yes. And she has to keep that in mind. So there's going to be a level of criticism. Having said that, I do think that she gets it worse than she deserves when you look at Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, Mona, you don't see a lot of Mona involved um, visually with Love and Hip Hop. She doesn't do any of the reunions. Mm -hmm. She pops up on camera once in a blue moon. Maybe. When someone says her name. If that, <laughs> yeah. if that, there. Let me tell you something. When somebody goes through a real thing, and they want to talk to the producer, there are three. There are two or three black woman producers that you will see on the regular before you ever even hear about them calling Mona. Mm-hmm. This is a once in a lifetime. You don't. You you can go a whole season and never see Mona. Andy. Andy is so fucking messy and is so open about egging on volatile situations, putting people in those volatile situations, questioning questioning them about how they got into the volatile situation that he put them in, and then sitting back when the fireworks when when the fireworks go off and go, oh my god, did he just did she just call her a bitch? And he, it gets written off because Andy plays the stereotypical kind of silver fox gay dude. Mm-hmm. And it gets written off because Andy films himself as harmless. Yeah. But the the last season of Real Housewives of Potomac, there was a whole season that revolved around one one not even barely violent incident which would which would be a blip on the radar on a Mona show. This is something that happens at the end of every episode of Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, I, I feel like I also feel like the audiences are a little different in that. I, I, I'm a, I'm about to I'm about to generalize here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think black audience and in, in particular, ratchet culture, for lack of a better term, needs that shit to pop off. They need some shit to happen like boom, 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 boom. I agree. They they need some escalations. Um, while never having watched the real ho- Housewives of the Potomac or the Mississippi River or whatever it is, <laughs> I, I, I would imagine that shit don't pop off quite like that. Well, partly because there have been some incidents in years prior. And Andy kind of has a, a a a bigger, a higher, a lower level of tolerance for violence on camera. Mm-hmm. Like somebody got their ass whooped, they turned into a thing, and so he had to jump out in front of it. Are they on different networks? Uh, uh, Love and Hip Hop is VH1. Andy is Bravo. That might have something to do with it. That that also does have something to do with it. And so there is a there's a level of. I think there's a level of clemency to what Andy does because he pretends to take such a mm-hmm. big stance on violence on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, when honestly, 
violence on screen is kind of, when you look at the subject material and how and and how the characters I'll say handle the subject material violence is not even shouldn't even be the starting point of how these people are depicted yeah so I think it's a double edged sword it's something that definitely deserves a little unpacking um not much because not uh, because not much is going to change from it um, I didn't, um, I was going to go over, I, I don't really want to talk about NFTs. Um, we can, we can unpack that another time. I don't really, I can, basically it's making useless things into cryptocurrency. Yeah. It, you, you know, I could sum it up in less than two minutes. Yeah. Um, basically NFTs are, you take a unique digital file and you assign a value to it and someone pays you that amount for it. Um, it's very big in in resale culture, I guess is yeah. what we'll call it. Like I'm not I'm not a big resale person. I'm not even a collector anymore, so to speak. I just get shit that I like, and when I'm done with that, I, I either give it away or whatever. But for an NFT, um, imagine if your favorite artist gave you a drawing on paper, and you're the only person that has a copy of it. If you wanted to sell it to someone else they might be willing to pay a premium for it. Mm-hmm. NFTs take that same concept of you having a unique item, but it's digital. And if you want to, you can sell it to someone else for a price that they determine. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if somewhere down the line, people no longer want to pay that price for whatever that digital file is? It's useless now. Then you've wasted $23 million on a JPEG. Now, the argument could be made that that tangible objects go through this and depreciate in value. Mm-hmm. The difference is nobody was paying $65 million for a beanie baby to start with. Right. No one was paying $2 million, uh, Well, someone paid a couple million dollars for the first tweet on Twitter. That's, see... I don't and, give a fuck. And, and that's the problem with digital things is that the resale value... See, when you buy a comic book, I'm buying it for a certain price because of the potential resale value because it's printed on paper... That's going to last a long time. Or I, might I, not. Potentially. Or potentially. not. That's why comic books in like in the early 2000s got really expensive mm-hmm. because they were printed on better paper. Right. And ideally that better paper was going to last longer, so forth and so forth. Um, I, with, time will tell whether that's the case. I think we still have at least 10 years to go before we really see how that's holding up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, this NF, the thing that told me that NFTs were bullshit was that the Winklevoss twins are trying to make money off of it. Yeah. If the Winklevoss twins are trying to make money off of it, it's probably a scam. There's, I, I definitely think there's going to be a bubble to it. And I think we'll get to a point where... Soon. Yeah, and people are going to be like, I'm not paying this amount for that shit. Honestly, I think crypto is, 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 on, a, is on a sliding scale. Is on kind of a is on thin ice. To be honest with you, we'll see. Uh, there are going to be people who are going to cash in a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, there was uh, do, uh, there's one other thing that I did that that did not make it on this list that I did want to talk about. But do we care about the Nas X video, the little Nas X video? I like that it's pissing people off. I also like that it's pissing people off. I like the Christians, the the homophobes, all up in. Our, I like that it's pissing off the church because. You can't spend a whole generation 
um, marginalizing these people and basically shading them out of being welcome in your house, a whole generation, and then the product, and then someone who has grown up and watched that. Let's see. And how old is Lil Nas X? Early 20s, probably. Early 20s. He has lived long enough to have endured this all his life. Yeah. I And so the first thing he does when he gets money is tell you how much he doesn't fucking appreciate it. Yeah. I have no problem with that. For the record, I I don't like any of his music. Same. I I, I don't I I thought Old Town Road was corny. Same. Um it did not slap. Oh, but, I but, drank that straight. <laughs> but I enjoyed the fact that, you know, he got over on it. Um, it was his Trojan horse. What I do like about him is that he knows how to use social media. And he 100%. he knows how to... His clapback game is is second to none. He has been going in all all week. Yeah. And I, and I know when I, when I saw the video... All, all a few days, whatever. I, knew that he was, I know that he's trolling people with it. And... I saw where somebody accused him, as many people have, uh, accused him of having an agenda. And he was like, well, this is, you know, whatever my agenda is, is no different from the agenda that you've had for generations, which has made people ashamed of who they are, simply by virtue of being born that way. So if if, if I have an agenda, absolutely, sure, whatever, cool. Jordan Lucas, you got to shut the fuck up. But just know that you also have an agenda as well by making people ashamed of who they are. 100. Jordan Lucas, you got to shut the fuck up. Like, leave people the fuck alone, There's a few people out there, but Jordan Lucas recently, he was just trending. You got to shut the fuck up. Mm. Uh, keep keep making lukewarm rap music. Yeah, yeah. Keep making lukewarm rap music. It's it's some it's something to be said when you're the when you're the gluten-free version of J. Cole, who is the gluten-free version of Kendrick Lamar? Good grief. I'm just saying. You gotta shut the fuck up. Good grief. Um, one more thing that I did not have on this list that I did want to that I did want to talk about. I saw this weekend that Tamika Mallory has a Cadillac endorsement deal. She oh, has yeah. a Cadillac commercial. Yeah, she was in a Cadillac commercial. Let's go. Hold up. Let me. Let me. There we go. Man, look. So, this is coming off of her performing at the Grammys using Tamir Rice's images against the wishes of the of Tamir Rice's family. And um I always forget the white the the I always forget the mother's name. Tamir Rice's mother is pissed. Tamir Rice's mother has been railing on Tamika Mallory for being a fraud for being a clout chaser, um, for be for um, basically using using the name using the family name to get famous. Because bear in mind, all that all that energy she put into the Tamir Rice case, they lost that case, mm-hmm. and she's still and she's still using that name. Like you don't see Angela Corey still banging on Trayvon Martin's name. It's it's interesting to see activists taking endorsement deals. That's know? where I was going. Yeah, I, I was. I, and by the way, my my air horns were sarcastic. Yeah. By the way, just just so y'all know. Let me let me say, 
Th that's exactly where I was going. Because this is the third person that has been Black Lives Matter adjacent as an early supporter or a day one who has been accused of being a clout chaser and or an outright thief. Sean King, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's, Don't do it. The names y'all have for Sean yeah. King are ridiculous, <laughs> man. I, I, it, it, Sean King, DeRay McKesson, yeah. who has like a, last time I checked, has like a McDonald's endorsement deal. He still doesn't have a vest endorsement, which is still <laughs> amazing to me. North Face gonna get at him. It's cool. No, they won't. No, never. <laughs> no, <they laughs> never. Won't. And now Tamika Mallory, who has been at the Grammys performing, who was on Love and Hip Hop the week before that, and now has like a Cadillac endorsement deal, which I could go into the whole stereotypes about black people and Escalades and shit. Mm. Uh, that's a whole different discussion. It is something to be examined here about this generation of activists that are encouraged to come up through these like Hollywood adjacent spaces. These Hollywood mm. and entertainment adjacent spaces and come out something completely different. I.e. like Angela Rye. Angela Rye basically went through the Captain America machine of black activism and came out a whole different entity. Who knows who granted took her credit is still smart, it still knows her and still knows her shit. Most people you talk to will know her for fucking common before they will know her for anything she's done in in the activism field. Angela Rye is the Alicia Keys of political commentary. <laughs> Let me drop my own bomb on that one. I was going to say Amanda Seals, but that's probably better. Ooh, man. I don't hate her that much. Look, man. I cause I, Because you know how I feel about that. Just light-skinned talented. <laughs> Just light-skinned talented. And Amanda Seals is light-skinned funny. You know, because you expected her, because you expected her to be bougie and not say nothing. And when she said something, it just happened to be woke, entry level woke. Angela Rye says shit that we already know. She's just really, she's just really pretty and light skinned doing it. She's just loud and loud. She's just like Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys don't really sing; she screams. <laughs> That's Angela Rye to me. <laughs> So do we have a light skinned so do we have a light skinned talented Voltron yet? Oh. Listen to you decide. <laughs> all I'm saying is if if light skinned Voltron if there were a light skinned Voltron, Amanda Seals would be the would, would be the head. That's well, all I'm saying. There's Sean King. <laughs> Amanda Seals. <laughs> Sean King gotta be in that motherfucker. Angela Rye. We need two more to form Voltron, y'all. Let us know. <laughs> Janae. No no no, 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 not racially ambiguous. No, no, light skin. Leave Janae out of this. No, yeah, I like Janae. Janae. Did, I like Janae. She ain't done nothing. Hey, send your answers to opinionswhileblackgmail.com <laughs> or Danny Lay. <laughs> ah, okay. Just saying. We need one more, y'all. 
but Danny Lay will be in the second generation of Voltron that nobody watched <laughs> where all where all the cars form Voltron oh, and shit. shit. Um but yeah, I think that's something to be looked at is where activism becomes clout chasing. Yeah. Um I, I just I it, I'm not I'm not unpacking it here and now. I'm watching. Mm. I'm watching. I'm on notice now. Now we've now we've entered the th- the trifecta. I'm on notice now. Um I think that's a good place to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am drinking straight gentlemen. Oh, man. Oh, boy. It's going to be a good show from here on out. Is it gone? Is it? There's something left. No, I'll leave that there. I'm okay. good. I drank yesterday, too. Okay. All right. Um. Oh, my God. It is tough. Oh, that was it. Well, no, we can, we can do that in listener letter. It was, it was a few people responding to shit. Uh, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Uh, what we got here? Prince William was named the sexiest bald man alive. Mm. 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 I will repeat that. Prince William... We're talking about the British dude, right? The British royal, who is, what, 37? 38 years old. 38 years old with no hair on the top of his head. And not from shaving it. Who has male pattern baldness in his mid-30s was named the sexiest bald man alive. Can I? This is we're talking about someone who descends from maybe the least well aging family <laughs> in human history. They are proof of vampirism. <laughs> look who he beat out though. They all look like Gary Oldman in Dracula. Wow. Or Willem Dafoe. <laughs> or C. Montgomery Burns. Wow. He beat out Stanley Tucci. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Stop right there. <laughs> the fact that Prince William beat out Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I am a proud, flag-waving, cishet male. Yes. And I am here to tell you that there is no way in hell <laughs> there is a reality, an, an alternate universe that the Flash could go to. Where Prince William is sexier than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Never. <laughs> Never. It's not going to happen. Yeah. He beat out Tilda Swinson as the ancient one. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham. Oh, no. These aren't the. This is somebody tweeting. I know. That these are what they should. But yeah, these are the people that should be. In I'm the, just saying, these are people that did not come in first place ahead of Prince LL Cool J. LL Cool J yeah. used to occupy the place yeah. in sexy culture that Dwayne The Rock Johnson now resides in. He also did accidental races. Yes, he did. That's uh, also true. Yeah. Mark Strong. Mark Strong, much to Jess's demise, Prince William beat out Mark Strong. (laughs) It's, uh, you know. Does Jess have a Mark Strong thing? She does like Mark Strong. Oh, man. 
I'm not judging you, Jess. I promise I mean, I'm not judging you. I, mean, I have some I have some weird crushes too. I wouldn't even call that weird. I mean, I get look Mark Strong's know, a good got, looking you dude. You know what I'm saying? He is a good looking dude. He has aged very well. I mean, you know, he yeah, he, he, he does you know he, he looks good for his age. He's aged very well. Yeah, I'll give him that. I mean, no, no, the base right. back in my voice. Yeah, I mean, you know No no disrespect. That nigga no, look all right, man. No disrespect, Jess. He cool. He cool. Um you know, and I just that's that's so weird. And you know, I get that there are various <laughs> levels of bald sexy to unpack. Like the fact that everybody's talking about Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci looks good for his age, but there's also like that that inter, that that intellectual level of sexy. Yeah. I get that. Bruce Willis, I am not the biggest fan of this bald headed MMA fighter Joe Rogan version of Bruce Willis that my, came in my the wife past loves, 20 my, years. My wife loves Bruce Willis. But, again, has aged very well. Jason Statham has yeah. looked about the same for the past yeah. 20 years. Yeah. One of my favorite movies is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, hold up. Brilliant. Brilliant. Maybe my favorite of Guy Ritchie's oh, movies. Oh, man. You have good taste in movies. Man, don't get me started. I, the re- I used to call myself the real Rory Breaker. He's coming out with another movie with is Guy he? Ritchie. Uh, no, another movie with who? Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham. It's, I think he's coming out in another Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm down for it. We'll talk about it's it This Guy Ritchie, they'll probably be stealing shit. It's cool. <laughs> It'll involve a heist. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a lot of subtitles, because I can't understand half the shit they're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I would like them to employ Lenny James again, because Snatch was good. Oh, definitely. You know, but I but I just, this is, this is what Meghan Markle was talking about. Yeah. This is the disrespect <laughs> At least Harry has all his hair. This is how much they hate Meghan Markle. This right here. They would rather they would rather procreate amongst people that look like Prince William. Remember when Prince William was the best look when they called him the best looking guy back when he had hair? No. Well, okay, me neither. Fine. <laughs> this is what they'd rather procreate with than have like a tenth black baby. He's with that Kate Middleton chick, ain't he? Yes. Okay, because I, I even remember looking at that like, damn, she is kind of out of his league. Yeah, he, he was, got, he that got was paper a time though. when he was a heartthrob, apparently. Oh. When okay. he had hair. Sure. You don't remember that far back, because when you're in the royal family, male pattern baldness starts at 22. <laughs> it starts at birth. <laughs> Everybody got that Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> um. So yeah, definitely a travesty. Um, of course this is People. Is this People magazine? Sure. Probably, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Man, fuck that shit. They, remember, just never forget Blake Shelton. Um, Sharon Osbourne was let go from the talk. Mm-hmm. Aw. Good riddance. Um, she will be remembered, um, maybe, because nobody watched the talk. Um, Kamala Harris's niece was slandered over, now, there was another shooting. Somebody had to tell me that this was not the Georgia shooting of Asian people. This was Colorado? Boulder, Colorado, at a supermarket. There was a shooting. Many people were killed. Kamala Harris's niece, when asked about it, assumed that the shooter was white. Two things. First of all, COVID is almost over because mass shootings are back. All I'm going to say, America's back in business. Number two, she assumed that he was white. 
I did not know the parameters of what happened in the shooting, where it happened, or how many people were killed. I assumed that the shooter was, in fact, white. Correct. And, and rightfully so, because most mass shootings in this country are perpetuated by white people. And when we say most, we mean virtually all. 99.9%. The DC sniper. See, y'all still holding on to that DC sniper shit. Yeah, man. And it's like, that was one, y'all. Statute of limitations on everything, and he and and he's not active. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, so my thing is this. First of all, why are y'all really grasping for straw so hard to rail on the new administration that y'all went found Kamala Harris's niece? Doesn't she have kids? Like at least what at least back in the day they'd have gone after Barack Obama's daughters. You know I I don't know how to reply to that. It feels like a reach. You went for her niece. I think they just they just had to yeah, they just had to find something that stuck. They didn't they didn't go to literally the other millions of people around the world who assumed the same thing. Like what are the Biden kids doing? Oh, well, okay. What are the other Biden kids doing? <laughs> well, if we're talking about Hunter, too soon or Bo. I, I was saying, too soon. I know. What are the other Biden kids doing? You know, what are the Biden grandkids doing? Something. And the guy was. I mean, are, did, I'm sure Jill Biden has said something ridiculous until they revealed the guy's name. Because even looking at him, he's, it was he's like Syrian. Yeah. Because even looking at him, it was like, oh, okay, right. See? And you know they jumped all over this. He's Syrian. So yeah. anything of Middle Eastern origin, mm-hmm. you know the white people are ready to go. It's the insurgency. It's ISIS. It's it begins at a supermarket. You know in Boulder, what I'm Colorado. You know, they That's how start, it starts. I'm telling you what they go they go start they go start playing out the first ten minutes of Sicario. And just blame everything and just blame everything on the on, on the Middle Eastern people and the Latin people. That's it. That's what they're going to do. Uh, they're not fooling anyone. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to touch on. We're not going to touch on it too hard for various reasons. Um, there was... There was a teacher in Iowa. Not surprising. No. Palmdale, California is mm. what this was. Okay. Uh, there was a teacher who was on Zoom, and um, once the class was over and she had dismissed the class or whatever, she was in a meeting. Apparently, she didn't know how to stop recording herself. Well, she thought the meeting. She thought it was over, and apparently, during that during that meeting, which was basically a classroom session, uh, one of the parents, one of the students' mothers, mm-hmm. was trying to get connected. Uh, right. her, her student could not get connected. And, of course, the student, this isn't the first time it happened, so the student was falling behind in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, let's see, uh, was the was the woman's name? Um, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> She's racist. It doesn't matter. Oh, I could. Uh... Palmdale, California. Palmdale School District. 
That's Kimberly name. Newman is the Kimberly teacher's name. Kimberly Newman. Okay. This is what Kimberly Newman said on what is essentially a hot mic. Uh, oh, I have it here. Um, I mean, these parents, that's what kind of pieces of shit they are. Black. He's black. They're a black family. Your son has learned to lie to everybody and make excuses because you taught him to make excuses that nothing is his fault. That is what black people do. This is what black people do. She said, "If white you, people do it too, but black people do it way more." You can't say white people do it too after you said black five times in one rant. Yes, and probably more than that. This is all they caught on the hot mic. Well, no, 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 no. The funny part, not the funny part. Her rant lasted about thirty minutes. As a matter of fact, she went on for so long that the mother of the student was able to start recording it, called the principal, and had the principal listen while she was still going on about it. If your rant about black families goes on for more than 10 minutes, at some point you just start, it's not even the Charlie Brown adult noise. Your shit just start. remember when car alarms used to make eight different noises yeah. when they went off? Nigger, 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 nigger. At some point, you're just saying nigger for 30 minutes on end. She had time for two commercial breaks. <laughs> that was an episode of The Office. <laughs> want to put that out there. A, a very awkward episode. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Prison might get a little dark. <laughs> So, of course, she was suspended without pay for... Well, no, she was suspended with pay for a couple days. She was suspended and, with pay? Uh, paid shit. administrative leave. Holy shit. Called into a meeting two days later. And instead of coming to the meeting, she was like, no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and resign, actually. Uh, right, right. Yes. Don't come... That's my, That's what I say. Don't bring me to a meeting. And you know, if I, know, I knew I was fired when I woke up this morning. Yeah. I knew I was fired two days ago. I knew I was I knew I was fired in the meeting. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um th but this is this is a, a this is a result of so many things. And I'm not shooting the teacher any bail. But this is the result of so many things happening that are so wrong with the education system as we not as we know it, but what's wrong with Zoom school. Yeah. Specifically Zoom school. This kid was given a Wi-Fi hotspot uh, to get on so they could get on because I guess they did not, you know, of course, they, maybe they did not have not uh, everyone, Wi-Fi not everyone has internet. ready available. Yeah. Correct. It didn't work. Kids falling behind in school. This is getting frustrating. So now we're at a point where what can we do to meet halfway here mm -hmm. and get this kid caught up and get through the rest of the semester? reasonable yeah the teacher is very likely is very likely frustrated because you can't because uh not all teachers know how to know how to discern can't get on versus just fucking up and i'm you know and so this happens way more often than anybody wants to talk about i see i, I see posts on social media all the time about being frustrated that kid can't get online I serve bad, yeah. bad servers because nobody was ready for this. 
Nobody was ready there, for this. There, I've I've come across stories of a number of reasons on why it happens, and and I think the the bottom line is it's a it's a it is a definite reality for a lot of students out there, and it's very real to see that students are falling behind because of it, and a lot of these are students who did not have um, you know access to that type of technology, whether it was a computing device. Or or Wi-Fi for most for a lot of families, their only source of Wi-Fi is their actual phone. They don't have internet in the home, and there were and so there have always been kids that will be at school all day mm-hmm. just so they can study exactly, just so they can get the necessary resources um, to do their work with. There are a lot of kids whose only meals are at, are school. at school. One hundred and, and here in Houston, that's a huge deal. Like a. A large percentage of kids only get meals at school, which is why even during the summer and even during holidays, they're still doing food distributions because that's a very real thing. So for this for this piece of shit to sit up here and say, that's what black people do, that's what the fuck y'all do too. That's what the fuck a lot of people do because this world ain't shit. And anytime you, anytime someone says this is what black people do, this is what black people, this is what black people have to work with. And you know what? Because again, we cannot ignore that even even in the digital era, even in the era of Zoom school, there are communities that are uh, that are are allowed and encouraged to fail. Yes. And it ain't changed just because everybody is on Zoom now. And if by chance one day. You happen to come across these hands. I hope that person will say, this is what black people do. Send your racist stories. Because what can you say after that? Send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters. Any racist story you think we've missed in the news or whatever. Along with your listener letters. um, uh, Questions for myself and D. Randall. um, Anything of that nature. Send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also visit the new and improved opinionswhileblack.com where you can get more information about where to find us, um, more inf- and more information about merch, and information on uh, the Lee Sober team in podcasting. We'll be right back to finish it off with the listener letters and the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am definitely drunk. Oh, I'm drinking it straight too. Yeah. No ice. None. Um, it is time for your listener letters. All right. Um, I like that people are responding to us. I, like, I even like the random responses. Shout out to Remy Braff. Uh, shout out of uh, lit BK lit BKNY and stolen riches. Um, she was saying she she was saying that she likes the music. She was listening to the Falcon, mm-hmm. and it's jamming. Spoon, 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 <laughs> and she was and she just figured out she just started listening to the lyrics, 
and it's way funnier. Like, like she's like she can't. She just sent me a bunch of laugh emojis. She's uh, like, I just, I just figured out what the lyrics were saying. You know, <laughs> that's cause, bro. That's 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 that. that did that start out as improvisational? Everything starts out as improvisational. <laughs> it, it, it really that song, that whole song. I watched that song being made, and it just started off with them joking around, and then, and then taking it a little too seriously. <laughs> I laugh every time I hear that song because, again, I remember for those of you, for those of you that are relatively new listeners, Radio Galaxy, uh, which is found a couple of times on the Opinions While Black featured music playlist. Mm-hmm. Which can be found on Spotify and Apple. Yep. Um, DJ Cosmos is a longtime friend of mine who's been who had been who was cutting my hair for like a decade <laughs> while he was working with Radio Galaxy, mm-hmm. and the music is just in him. So at any time something come on the radio, and you could just hear him while he's cutting your hair. You have to fight to stay still because you're yes. laughing because he's just scoop scoop scoop. Boom, boom, doom, skip, skip, doom. And everything he sings is just improvisational and him acting a fool. And so when you hear the Falcon, he just came up with that shit. Yeah. He just came up with that shit just off the top of his head. So whenever they go into the little bridge where Space Buddy is is doing the breakdown, Stone Cold Snatch, Stone Cold, and just. It has to be funny in the studio, Dude. playing off of some shit that Cos did as a complete joke. Many takes, <laughs> many, many takes. <laughs> like if you ever listen to Radio Galaxy, you can hear at the end. You can hear at the end of any any given song, him saying something. Red. Like my favorite song is Field Trip, and yeah. so at the end you can just hear him. You smell the. Effervescence. <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Had shit to do with the song. <laughs> had nothing to do with anything going on in the song. And all the little skits are based on some shit he said. Yeah. Oh man, he's he's funny. He is funny. He has a he has a song coming out. I want to say this week. Uh oh. Hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll drop in time for us to. Maybe premiere it next week. Also, Cosmo Classics. Oh, yeah, he's 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 bringing some more of them. Please look this man up on Instagram. Uh, Cosmo Classics. Cosmos Classics. Cosmos Classics. Yeah, yeah. That that nigga is funny. Even when he's just singing along with a song that he wrote, <laughs> it is comedy, man. Just you cannot keep a straight face even talking to this man. <laughs> I you know I miss that. That's the only thing I miss getting my haircut with this man. Because I just, it was joy and laughter every time he walked in the barbershop. Now, you might be there for three hours in the chair. Facts. <laughs> Facts. But it's well worth it. It's very worth it. And people will just show up just to fuck with him. Yeah. Um, and also, the barbershop at Texas Southern University is placed right in front of the women's restroom. <laughs> so it's literally the worst place to have a barbershop already. Yes. So he'll just say, well, I can't even, I can't even yeah. repeat some of the shit, but he'll say some random, hilarious shit yeah. about people coming out of the restroom. It's so good. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and outside of that, if you want to see, if you want to see comical misogyny, <laughs> TSU Barbershop. Oh, man. <laughs> right I mean, across from the women's restroom. I mean, if you want to see misogyny, you know, TSU anywhere. Oh. So, but definitely the barbershop. Also shop. true. 
Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to Remy for that one. That was hilarious. Um, also, um, we got one from Xavier Hunter. Okay. Ex to Maestro. Um, he said, when will y'all please stop killing my great uncle Verdine? What we do to Verdine? Uh, Verdine White is part of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Apparently he's oh. still alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't, um, so we were joking about who was still le- left alive in Earth, Wind, and Fire. Because we didn't know. Uh, we will reach out to him and ask him who is still left alive. <laughs> Well, you know, with with certain groups, once they get to a certain age, you just got to assume that they're already on the second iteration of right. the group. <laughs> that they're just swapping people out. The Temptations were like, before they stopped doing anything, they, they were like three three versions out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we that was, okay. So, we're sorry. Um, much, much love and respect to Verdine White. Um, we will definitely keep you in mind next time we have to have an Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. discussion. We'll be talking to you around Easter Sunday. Right. We just, we just need to verify who's still there, who all going to be there before we talk about it. <laughs> Greg Black uh, wants to know, which actors which actors who've appeared in the MCU do we think actually have hands? Oh. Don Cheadle got hands. Uh, probably. Don Cheadle got hands. Um, uh, damn, I wasn't prepared. Does Frank Grillo count? Yeah. Okay, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo got hands. Isn't he like real like MMA fighters? Yeah, he he does some real shit. Um, I suspect Chris Evans has hands. because ah, he like black women. You can't you can't you can't date black women and not have hands. Ah. Because black see, women ain't gonna fuck with you long. But see, well, I don't know, but but Chris Evans is also that kind of like he's like the the cool ass white boy. Because cool ass white boys don't really get their asses whipped. Like you don't, because because well, you don't come across them okay, often. Maybe enough. he wouldn't be in that situation. Yeah. But if he was, I I, I believe he'd fight his way out. He I, could. I think he could shit talk his way out of it. I think he you know he got some fair. snaps in him. Also fair. Okay, I see where you're going. I don't, I don't know if he got hands, but I I think he might have. He can learn technique. Yeah. I think he could. Uh, supposedly he's a good dancer too. So yeah, I've heard. And if that's the case, then yeah, black women fuck with him. Uh, I'm I'm undecided on whether I think Jeremy Renner has hands. No, he does or not. Or if Jeremy Renner is just violent. Jeremy Renner is probably is probably the latter. Yeah, he's no Jerry. He does not have hands. He probably has guns. So one hundred percent. You know, he he no, he does not have hands. Um, I mean, Batista obviously. Batista, of course, got hands. Um, who, who? Well, yeah, okay. Out of the women, let's look at the women. Women. Deny Guerra. Deny, absolutely. Hands. Absolutely. Hands. Tessa Thompson probably has never needed hands. Nah. She wouldn't put us. She wouldn't be in a position to have to employ hands. Nah. Um, I suspect. I'm. A, you know what? I don't want to talk up a white woman too highly, but I think ScarJo might have hands. No, her, no? her stunt double does, but not her. Okay, fair enough. No, fair enough. ScarJo fair does enough. not. Um, she can she can probably white woman cry her way out of anything though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> well, we saw marriage. Well, we saw that scene from Marriage Story. We know she I, cried. She uh-uh. yelled, "Cry!" I'm way not out watching of that movie. Um, no. that um, let's see, who else? I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to think. That, if, I'm just Evangeline Lily might have some technique. Evangeline like, Lily probably got hands. She got technique. 
Yeah. Some people, you know how some people just got the fighter abs? Yeah. Yeah. She does kickboxing. Okay. She might, yeah. She does kickboxing. She might She might get herself out of a situation or two. I feel like she could. And she kind of tall. Yeah. I, I feel like that no, could happen. No, oh, Evangeline Lily is short. Is she? Yeah, she's tiny. But oh, okay. I can say she got, she got some... You know, she got some moves. She got yeah. some maneuvers. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Anthony Mackie does not have hands. No, he does not. Anthony Mackie does not have hands. <laughs> Let me repeat that. <laughs> Under no circumstances do I believe <laughs> Anthony Mackie can fight. I don't. I really don't. Look, knowing... He no- ain't beating... I'm not getting my ass whooped by Anthony Mackie. Knowing that Sebastian Stan did a lot of those those stunts oh, yeah. in Winter Soldier... I'm not. I'm not going to let myself be surprised by Sebastian Stan by talking shit to him. Oh no! Oh no! No, no. like, like uh, you know what? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna go one further, and this is gonna be an unexpected one. Well, no, because I was gonna say MCU. Are we talking about uh, uh, Netflix MCU? Because sure. let me say, John Bernthal definitely got hands. Yeah, uh, yeah. He got some. He got some slug in him. John Bernthal will him. fuck you up. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Just 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 listen to some of his interviews, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Charlie Cox might even fuck you up. True. He's a he's a short dude, but he'll fuck you up. The dude that played Luke Cage will not. Mike Culture got no hands. He does not. No hands, nobody's hands. None. He, he does not. I think Vincent D'Onofrio could whoop could whoop somebody ass. I you know what? Vincent D'Onofrio got that he probably got that old man angry strength. Hell yeah. He just like he'll he probably fights dirty too. 100%. Yeah. Michael do we think Michael B. Jordan has hands? You know what? I'm I'm going to assume that he does. I'm going to assume that he does just because yeah. he's done enough creeds. He's done enough action yeah, shit. Yeah, you're right. He's you're done enough right. action shit where some of that some of that muscle memory is going to kick in. You're right. And, okay, you know, I got you. They you know, they they probably put him through some real boxing training. The board. See, I I, I watch yeah. a lot of boxing training videos. Yeah. If he did Creed, he had to go through those boring drills. Yeah. That drill that muscle memory into you. Yeah. Where you're not necessarily doing the combos, but you got to do the steps. Yeah. You got to do the steps. You got to dodge. Yeah. You got to learn. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did it. He. Yeah. Nah, we yeah. Talk, yeah. We talk about a regular street fight. He'll he'll probably catch me. MBJ got hands. He'll probably catch me. And also, just knowing that his best friend is is Stilo from Ridiculous from Ridiculousness. <laughs> When you, the more you listen to this nigga talk, the more you realize that he is a nigga nigga yeah. from Chicago. He is a nigga nigga. I always assume anybody from Chicago has hands. <laughs> well, I mean, Common is also from Chicago. Except Common. Except Common. Kanye is also from Chicago. Kanye, well, Kanye whooped somebody ass before. I, I don't know. There was that story about Kim was at the was at the was at the doctor and said something and called her a ni- and, and said something crazy and said nigga, and the I, next thing we know, Kanye showed up and broke him off. I gotta see this person. That's true. Fair enough. I gotta see this person. Fair enough. I'll give you that. We're gonna we're gonna find out this person was a child or some shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, fuck? now, I will say Kanye off his meds. I'm not fucking with him. Hands. Hands. I'm I wouldn't fuck with him. With him. I'm not fucking with him. Uh and then he gained a little weight. Yeah. So he got a little ballast. <laughs> he got a little a different center of gravity. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um David Santiago says, not really a question, just expressing my amusement on the fact that people are really condemning Lil Nas X for having the balls 
to express himself and confront his bullies while they're also having premarital sex wearing blended fabrics. What you got against blended fabrics, man? <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, man. I'm sure I got a... a, a I'm wearing dry, dry fit something, man. That's like cotton and lycra. What you got against cotton and lycra, bro? It is never a dull moment with David Santiago, I tell you. Uh, also, Derek Jackson's still funny. Yes, uh, immensely so. Hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I think it's funny. Okay, so the video, not that spicy, not that much different from, from not that much, not even the, like the most spicy video ever made. Mm-hmm. Or even in the past five years. Mm-hmm. The shoes, however, hilarious. Did you see the kicks? The the ones with the blood and the souls? The ones with the blood and the souls and the pentagram yeah. on the laces. That's hilarious. Now, he did he did have a makeup shoe for those who were easily offended. Um, he also, there was another pair of Air Max 97 in white um, with the Chick-fil-A logo on them. Oh. And, and, and a Bible verse in case... <laughs> In case your feelings are hurt by it. I love it. I love the fact that y'all want y'all want gay people to go to hell so bad. And he did a video going to the hell yeah. y'all want to send gay people to. And now you're mad. Now you're mad at that. He's like, damn. Can't do right by you. Can't do right by you. Shit. By you new niggas. I, I love it. Um, Was there anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Looking around. Yeah, I think we I think we caught it all. Um. Y'all know what to do, man. Um, thank you for your listener letters. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. That's what you got to do. Um, anything, man. Some pe- people have asked us for advice and shit. I don't know. Again. Refer back to our earlier segment. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about listening to people like us. Oh, that was the other thing. Shout out to Darian Henderson. Darian Henderson sent me some suggestions for music because uh, I, I tell people to go ahead and send me their suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I saw that. I saw those suggestions. <clears throat> A couple other people have sent me music suggestions. I'm taking those under consideration. Um, but I had to play the new Alex Isley. Yeah. Alex Isley just drops some new shit and takes priority. <laughs> Period. Um, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Uh, If my surface will act right, um, we have... No, I don't want to do that either. Uh, We have a runner-up, Soldier Boy. You! I won't get stuck up on that. I want Soldier Boy to leave Randy Orton alone. He has been trolling the fuck out of Randy Orton going back and forth with him on Twitter for weeks, but it is it started up again. Speaking of hands. Uh, right. <laughs> Speaking of hands. Wrestling is fake, but the hands are not. I was going to say, the hands are real. Uh, and there's talk about John Cena getting into the... Oh, you know who else has hands? Big Nasty. Remember, remember the dude that whooped... Yeah. Creed's ass and Creed yeah. too. He's gonna be in Shang Chi. Okay, well, welcome to the MCU. I will say hands. Yeah, hey, that's a dude. Like in real life, I, I just like, hey man, you got it, man. You know, there's those niggas that walk in the room and you just hear, uh, 
the who we be from DMX. The wall shit, the drama, the guns, the armor. But in Ukrainian association. <laughs> Damn, that shit's real. I want Soldier Boy to chill out for his own health and safety. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, because Randy Orton is a trained Marine. So, yes, we know Soldier Boy keep a, keep the blicky on him every now and then. Well, we've seen him recounting the story of how he used it. and Right. His, we've his, heard the story. His technique was a little lacking based on his demonstration <laughs> of it. But people in the armed forces take apart and put guns back together. Yes. I'm, I'm and I'm I'm not judging this on any professional knowledge except the fact that I saw Forrest Gump do it in like three seconds. <laughs> and Randy Orton anybody who's 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 marine trained, I just assume when they ask where are you, the answer is right behind you. Yeah. The Marines do everything they tell us Batman does. If 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 you have to ask where they are, it's already too late. It's too late. I, I just I'm looking out for you. I don't even like Soldier Boy. I want him to stay alive though. He gotta help raise that kid. He gotta he, with the with the the cute girl with the with the jaw. Yeah. Um. Uh. Number three is Megan McCain. I'm yeah. this. This is the part where I'm supposed to go on a open up an article and explain to y'all all the problematic anti-Asian shit that Meghan McCain said on an episode of The View recently. I'm not going to do that. The reason being, it doesn't matter. Whatever Meghan McCain said, if her lips were moving, she needed to shut the fuck up. It was wrong. Hit us with the shut the fuck up, actually. Okay. Shut up! If Meghan McCain's lips were moving, they needed not to. That's the That is the... And I want this. Maybe this is a uh, maybe this is a, a thing against liberal. I hate the word liberal media, but like ABC, mm-hmm. I want them to stop giving the fuck shit a platform. And when I say the fuck shit, the view doesn't just constantly need an Elizabeth Hasselbeck. They don't always need the illusion of balance. No, they don't need the the illusion of fairness. Because the flip side is not doing that. At all. They're not at using all. a balanced perspective at all. I don't I I can't remember the last time I saw a senior Democrat correspondent on Fox. Get your echo chamber off. Like just just do your echo chamber and be happy with it. I want them to have an echo chamber because inviting the lunatics in isn't it. Nope. And, and I'm talking and, and it's not just a reflection of the media, it's a reflection of where the party is at. That they always want to reach out and say we're talking to them. Stop talking to them. Because they don't want to talk to you. Treat them like Vlad. Treat them like Vlad. Stop talking to Vlad and stop talking to the lunatics, man. I, I it, it Honestly, nothing nothing like Meghan McCain has to tell me is going to change my mind on the political or social landscape out there right now in any fashion. Elizabeth Hasselbeck didn't. Y'all are giving her a pass because of who her father was. Nicole, what's her name that used to be on MSNBC, might still be on there. Uh, she didn't change my mind about shit. The the people that used to work for, like, is Bush's screenwriter, uh, screenwriter, <laughs> uh, Bush's speechwriter. I don't know. I don't want to hear from these people. 
the echo chamber y'all are pandering to doesn't want to hear from these people Mm -mm. and we don't care how balanced y'all think y'all are balance for balance's sake is a wash. Bring out Melissa Harris Perry if y'all really want to get. Where the yeah. fuck is Melissa Harris Perry? Oh, oh, the cool. She says she's tired of that shit. <laughs> Man, they washed her out of MSNBC, and I haven't seen her since. Mm-mm. Where the fuck is Melissa Harris Perry right now? Chilling. Man, Alex Wagner too. Well, she on that Showtime joint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Megan McCain should just shut the fuck up all around. Shut up. Uh, number two is Mayor Pete. What's Pete, Bo- Pete been doing? Pete Buttigieg just saying stupid shit. He's uh, the transportation secretary. Oh, that's right. I forgot they gave him a job. This motherfucker <laughs> wants to tax drivers. Not just truck drivers. Drivers. People who drive in the continental United States. He like, wants to tax them. Like Uber folks? or like Everyone. Everyone driving cars. Like me? He wants to tax you For what? by the mile. Fuck him. He said it, quote, shows a lot of promise and could be a way to fund big infrastructure overhaul. Eat my entire penis. This is the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my fucking life. If ever there were a lack of reading the room on an institutional level, Mayor Pete would be at the center of it. That's like some Betsy DeVos level what shit. What the fuck are you talking about? And and that's not helping anybody. That's going to disenfranchise the the rideshare people. That's going to disenfranchise the delivery people. That's going to it's going to it's going to raise all costs for Uber people, Lyft, uh everybody. Everybody. Me. Regular people. And they still ain't they just started fixing Homes Road. Oh my god, I was so happy to see it. I was so happy to see it. They they deserve their flowers. But shit, they ain't fixed the part that I drive on yet. <laughs> you going to tax me? For that shit, you know who? You, if you're gonna tax somebody in the in the transportation field, you know you need to tax Amazon. Bars. You need to tax Amazon, FedEx, all these delivery services that have us by the nuts. Tax the U.S. Postal Service and take them bitches out of business. Uh, we okay? Yeah. No, Go fuck ahead. them. Go ahead. It's fine. Let Amazon deliver all my mail. I don't give a shit. Let me tell you something. Postal service is trash. All the delivery services. That have us by the balls and overcharge us for shipping. They're on the road twenty four hours a day. They take up they take up more time on the road than the average driver takes up in a day than the average driver takes up in a week. But you know, especially especially tax Amazon because they don't pay taxes for anything else. Get them the get the fuck out of here. But knowing Jeff Bezos, he's gonna pass that down to his drivers anyway. Well, that's true too. Um, Someone said. How, how the fuck does Jeff Bezos have $200 billion and he's still not Iron Man or Batman yet? <laughs> <laughs> he's weak. Elon. I blame Elon. Elon ain't done it either. Well, Elon, Elon, I can guarantee you, if it's something if it's something that the hood doesn't need and probably ain't interested in, yeah. Elon gonna, gonna have it. Guaranteed. Uh, in the meantime, Mayor Pete should just shut the fuck up. Shut up! This is you're right. This is some Betsy DeVos level shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Taxing drivers by the mile? Get the fuck out of my bet, face! I bet we all stop driving. Everybody. And y'all. We, and guess what? If you want to talk about overhauling infrastructure, y'all ain't overhauled public transportation well enough for anybody to have incentive to not drive. Right. 
Y'all have probably, you can't promise us to go carbon neutral. And that's what this is part of. Biden want to go carbon, Biden wants to reduce the carbon footprint. Carbon neutral is a scam. I said it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> carbon neutral is a scam. Oh, shit. Just stop producing carbon emitting shit. <laughs> you just basically paying a guilt tax. I'm polluting the earth, but let me put some money behind it so y'all shut the fuck up. Google talking about their carbon, talking about they've been carbon neutral since whenever. Where the fuck do y'all drive to? Fuck y'all. Thank you for the search engine, though. <laughs> Shit. Thank you for helping get most kids through school, Google. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for helping my niece cheat on her homework, Google. Right? right? And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is a returning champion, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, Boozy Badass. I'm telling you, this man is... He's he's quickly becoming a frontrunner for the STFU of the Year Award. (laughs) Quickly. Why is... He is still on that Lori Harvey bullshit. What is the appeal of Lil Boosie? Has Lil Boosie done... Enough good music to warrant the amount of attention that he still receives. Let me jump in and let me jump in and just say, as a member of the generation that benefited from Boozy's music the most, no, it's not worth it. The ridiculous shit he says now is not worth independent and wipe me down. I know the AKAs. No, 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 they don't get a say in this. No, no. Okay. Not even for wipe me down. No, no, because because then we have to give the capitals a say, and we're not doing that oh, on this podcast. Fuck no, we're not doing that on this podcast. I'm mad that my solo cup is red and white just because of that. Kevin Samuels is a capital just for context. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Which explains so much about him. He has a fanny pack and a man purse. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um. Boozy Badass was on, uh, was doing an interview, if you can call it that, on on Respectfully Justin's podcast with Justin LeBoy, um, expert memer. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't shit on other podcasts publicly. I'm gonna shit on this one. Let me, let me explain to you what Respectfully Justin is, just so you have an idea of how Boozy is encouraged to say the stupid shit he says. You have Justin LeBoy, expert memer. Um, so he's good with like Adobe Spark? He's good with Adobe Spark and Ratchet People. That's right. it. Um, he's sitting in what I call the daddy chair. You know, anyhow, she had the daddy chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Boozy on a couch to your right. And on the left, you have Justin Combs. Justin, his middle name is Dior. Just, just so you, just to remind you of what family he comes from. Is that LB Shore's son? <laughs> it's not LB Shore. I get, I get Diddy's children mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> he do got the mushroom joint. He got the mushroom hair. No, joint. but you know one of his kids is LB Shore's son. I did not know that. Hold up, man. I did not know that. Live research. <laughs> Shit. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, so, and you have Justin Combs to the right, to the left, because this is a, you know, this is a um, a revolt podcast. Um, 
And around them, you just have half-naked IG models and Sky from Black Ink Crew. She was the one with the deep voice you heard that was doing all the talking and wouldn't talk into the fucking mic. Um, and they're just, and the women just all ask Boozy the most ratchet sexual questions known to mankind. And Boozy, who is high out of his fucking mind, talks about putting fingers in asses and shit. Okay, it's not Justin. It's okay. Quincy. So, Kim Porter and Albie Shore had a son. Ah, no. Diddy, Diddy adopted him. No, that's not that's No, not that's, that's not him. But you can see that dude, that uh, kid looks just like his father. Precisely. Diddy raised him. He has bangs. <laughs> Who had, who's still... Genuine stopped having bangs in like 2005. That's all I'm saying. Put the toothbrush in jail down. No, Justin is actually, I think Justin is Diddy's oldest son. I'm never getting a revolt job. I'm never getting a revolt job. (laughs) Well, you actually might. (laughs) (laughs) If Justin LeBoy can get a revolt job, I might get a revolt job. And so they ask. We we just have to delete episode 131. (laughs) (laughs) And so they ask Boozy about indirectly. Without mentioning her name, they ask him about women that he doesn't see as goals, which was part of his quote. He says this, with a woman that beautiful, I don't have no problem with what she's doing because I still tend to want, I still tend to like women like that. I was just saying the goals part I was looking at different. There's more and it was stupid. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I don't want a car after it had eight owners. I'm not going to take it home and wash it the same. I'm not going to love it the same. People was getting at me in my world. We fucking. Like I said, I wouldn't wife her, but I'd still have love to have fun with her. So you would still like to do the things with her that you denounce her for? You're saying you don't want to make a whole. You're calling her a hoe because you, you're saying you don't want to make a whole housewife. Mm. He still doesn't understand, and what I hate is that he's not in any venues where he is being encouraged to unpack what he said and understand why that's wrong. I don't. I don't think he can. I don't think he has the people like this. This is how we treat Boozy, right? You shouldn't even talk to him about this shit. You should. People shouldn't even be engaging him on this shit because his logic is flawed, and he himself does not understand why he feels this way. He's just brought up in that culture like that. That doesn't excuse it. He's still a piece of shit. Bro, you're not a catch yourself. It, how, how many times have you been run through? Didn't you, didn't, you, didn't you go get your underage son laid by, you know, adult strippers? Right. He looks like he's always on the verge of tears. <laughs> <laughs> like, this nigga's eyes look older than the rest of his head. Like, how does it happen? Like my thing is, and then what fucks me up about this, and maybe this is, and maybe this is too much a, a, a referendum for me on certain podcasts. I hate being the one to publicly admonish uh, certain podcasts with my handful of listeners and shit. But Justin Combs, who also fucked Lori Harvey, is sitting three feet across from him and didn't say shit. Whose father fucked Lori Harvey? Is sitting three feet across and didn't say shit. 
because the purpose is the purpose of these conversations is not to actually have a discussion it's to get something that people can react to so they they ask little boosie right. the question just so he can have something that people will react to i'm pretty sure and i haven't listened to this interview in this interview i'm pretty sure whenever he gave his answer there was no follow-up question nope there was no prodding for understanding it was let him say some dumb shit and then comment below he said it to get it to get it off and go to the next thing. That's and that's all it is, sir. You're not a catch. Didn't you just get out of? Didn't you just get out of prison, sir? Weren't people just talking about free little Boosie not too long ago? You know what? I want to go back on something I've said. Stop talking to Vlad. Keep Boosie talking to Vlad. Let them talk keep, to each other. Keep him out of. Keep him out of the larger conversations. Just let him. Let him and Vlad be in their Vlad echo chamber yeah. and don't say shit to nobody else. Just let it, keep talking to Vlad. Stop talking to us. Because when he was in prison, wipe me down meant something completely different. <laughs> Heads, shoulders, shoulders pants, pants, and shoes. <laughs> don't drop the soap because that's bad news. Uh. <laughs> Legendary KX is making a comeback, y'all. That's, that's, that's the comeback. Bars. Bars. That was off the top. <laughs> Charge you for the next one. We gonna be back with 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 D Randall in the basement. <laughs> oh shit! All that to say. Boozy got to shut the fuck up. And let me tell you, Boozy got to shut the fuck up. Justin LaBoy got to shut the fuck up. And I can't tell Justin Combs to shut the fuck up because he didn't say shit to begin with. Shut up! Just just stay shutting the fuck up. I got to tell you, this is the most ratchet version of Drink Champs I've ever heard of in my life. And Drink Champs is already pretty niggerish. Yeah. But But to their credit... They at least have good discussions. On I was going to say, they have good discussions with decent, with decent, cognizant people. And this is why I'm almost thankful that Drink Champs is more is a boys club. Yeah. Because you don't get shit like this. Oh, D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not a lot of IG models in here, but sure. Yeah, I, I, uh, if you compare it to what they're doing, uh, I don't know. Now I know how to set the bar for the for our anniversary. Oh man, oh man, boy! If we if 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 we're even close to herd immunity <laughs> by anniversary time, <laughs> listen. Oh, we gonna get, <laughs> get some IG models. Well, I don't know about IG models, but I, it's I, gonna be a good time. I, we definitely won't be able to get that. that we're not doing that <laughs> for various reasons. We're not doing that mainly because we cannot. Right. <laughs> this is also true. Um. Guys, thank you so much. Um, it, another one, another one. Every time I leave, every time I leave and go home from here, I look at D. Randall, I give him a pound, and we say another one. Yep. One hundred thirty-one episodes in. Damn. There's nothing to sneeze at. We are we are hurtling mm-hmm. towards one fifty. And I suspect this is going to be, epi- I you know, I, I want to do something where we do, it's episode 150, but we say, like, a.k.a. episode 100. Yeah, it, it'll probably you know be saying? one in the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, just something, just it'll just be our anniversary episode. 
And uh, but yeah, all that we can figure all out. Figure all that out later. In the meantime, you niggas get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Get vaccinated. Stay safe. Keep washing your hands. Keep doing all the things you're supposed to do with your mask. Wash your mask for the love of God. Or, or replace it with another one. Or get another one. Get, you know, I have multiple. Yeah, I wash my mask, but I also have multiple mm-hmm. if need be. Wash your ass too. Please wash. It's your not ass. gay. It's not. It's not. We have. We we're gonna have to start having discussions about what is and is not gay. Nope. Mm-mm. Because niggas don't understand. I'm not. I'm not getting in that. You're not in that one. Nope. Okay. Fair enough. Nope. Um, like I said, thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. This has been a journey. It. it I can say, just evolving, and we're still evolving. The the podcast now does not sound like the podcast mm. of a year ago, and the podcast a year ago doesn't sound like. The podcast when we started. I'm going to go back and listen to the first one one day. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine. It was probably more savage and less savage all at the same time. Yeah. Um, but we love y'all, and we love the journey we're going on. I, you can, I know you can see us on social media looking different. We're gonna. That's going to be translated into the content. That's going to mm. be translated into the merch coming. Um, we evolve with the times, and we evolve with y'all. Yes. Um, please keep sending your listener letters. Please keep in contact with us. Let us know how you feel about what not, what not, and who not, and whatever. Um, because I can honestly say now, this podcast isn't this podcast without the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we appreciate y'all for it. We will be back. We're gonna be here. Yep. We're gonna be here. Uh, we're gonna be here to get y'all through this. We still ain't got nowhere to go. Nowhere. Um. So we're going to be here. So we'll be back with more Foolishness and Fuckery mm-hmm. next week. Until then, this has been episode 131 sure has. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I might have been D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. <laughs>